back in 1962, a mere 59 years ago, St. Petersburg financial broker Robert James formed the Robert A. James Investment, of course, in 1964, merging with Raymond and Associates, formerly founding Raymond James Investments. And who knew that 59 years later, the name Raymond James would not be known for their 2020 revenue of almost $8 billion U.S. or their 2020 total income of $818 million. No, they wouldn't be known for that. They would be known for hosting not one, not two, actually it is just two, nights of (laughs) WrestleMania 37, because we're back, of course, this is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast, this is the only wrestling podcast you can find online, it's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne, it's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. Ray J, that's what they call the stadium, the Ray J. The Ray, Ray J Stadium, we're here, it's Raymond James, our matey, because WrestleMania's back. Wasn't it such a great weekend? Yeah, for the most part, I think we had a lot of fun watching the show. Yeah, another two-night extravaganza. It was rain. There was definitely not as many people as they told us there were in attendance, but that's okay because the veil of the uh, the fan numbers have been pu- has been pulled over our face before, so we're expecting it when it happens again. Uh yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say on this one. Yeah, yeah, just hearing. Yeah, I, we'll we'll get to the we'll get to the show shows, but Mike, of course, before we get to the show of shows, let's get to uh, WrestleMania SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Because there were two matches that just thankfully weren't on the main card because it would have made it longer. Uh, and that was what? The Andre the Giant thing and the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah, so you had that fatal four-way, uh, the Dirty Dogs, Street Profits, Otis and Gable, and the Dominic. Uh, I was going to say brothers, but... <laughs> Not even Dom- it's the Mysterio family. Sorry, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, yeah, match was fun. But uh, at the end, Robert Roode gets the pin and they retain. So no real change. Nothing happened. Yeah, it was a bummer. <laughs> yeah, that was really you know, right. Any of the other three teams would have been nice to see win. So yeah, it's almost uh, like yeah, when 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 you know, I mean, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode were able to retain. Just made it feel like it wasn't actually important then. Like on ever on any normal week. You have a fatal four-way tag, and the winners retain. Uh, yeah. So, this, you know, I mean, they tried to make it a little bit special. However, it felt maybe not any more special than any other match. Yeah, but I guess at the end of the day, that's why it didn't make the the weekend. That's a good point. The, the that's show. a good point. But, uh, yes, and then the other uh, match was the entree, the giant battle memorial, battle royal. Uh, Jey Uso gets the win. So, hey, good for him. He had yeah. a great year. Uh, he's not on the WrestleMania card, so I guess this is something at least. He'll have his name on that trophy forever. I mean, and out of everyone in kind of you know that pro the promo photo they had, he had by far the best year. Uh, you know, of course, he's standing in the front. I think it was like standing in the front row of that photo, and like Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura was the only guy who's like 
kind of on par with yeah. at least the booking. It was mostly filled with um, former members of Retribution. 24-7 uh, guys. I'm sure people who are on main event every week, you know, those kind of yeah. guys. Umberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. They yeah, were exactly. <laughs> Still no sign of Aleister Black, but if you're going to bring him back, this is not the match to bring him back. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nobody, want, nobody wants to be the surprise entrant in the Andre the Giant <laughs> Battle Memorial. Uh, that just wouldn't be any fun. Yeah, but uh, other than those two matches, you just had uh, one... Each man from the Universal title match cut a nice promo, but that was it. That was the WrestleMania SmackDown to lead us right into WrestleMania weekend. Review. That's fantastic, right? You know, uh, it's rainy. It was rainy down there. Yeah, so let's just jump right into night one of WrestleMania 37. So, uh... Yeah, no pre-show matches, which was nice. I just kind of had it on the background. They were just talking like they do. Which was also great because I didn't miss anything by not tuning into the pre-show. Like, it just, yeah. I don't feel like I have to tune into, they just make it, the if, if you want the match to be seen, put it on the main card, right? <laughs> I mean, and they do this every single, they're the next fucking pay-per-view, there's going to be a match on the pre-show, and I'm going to be sitting here going like, then it doesn't matter. I mean, they all do it, NXT, AEW. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it's still that last push. They're like, ah, maybe someone will see this match for free and buy the show. Well, because and in the world of UFC, the the card works so much differently that you're not able to replicate that sort of system where there's so many different people streaming a UFC fight. You'll have one set of the card on ESPN. Then the next set of the card is on, you know, like the UFC Plus, the subscription service. But then the final chunk of the card will be the actual, like, pay-per-view of it. You know, there's, like, multiple different tiers of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hate it when you just That's put... kind of similar. Similar, but then it's like you put one match on it, and it's like, ah, Okay. Is, is you know is is a is a and it's never a good match. <laughs> it's, it's never going to entice me to want to buy the pay per view, or stream on Peacock Live NBC. <laughs> well, yeah, there was no match. There was not even a twenty four seven title change. Thank I don't think God. all weekend there was not a single twenty four seven title change all weekend. Mike, that is right. We took a handful of prop bets. Uh, a handful, um, some that were won, a handful, some that were lost, and some that hand, uh, handful that neither... Yeah, just erased off the board. Yeah, no, um, you know, <laughs> you and I neither had a, a winner. But yeah, so Mike, you um, you uh, guessed over both nights there'd be a total of eight 24-7 title changes. My guess was a little more modest. It was four. <laughs> I mean, however, the answer was zero. Yeah, if it's closest without going over, we both busted. So. If it's prices right, yeah, I, I was I was thinking about that. Let's no prices right rules for these kind of terms. Well, for, we never really established. We never really rules. established it, but uh, I mean, if it's prices right rules, we all lose a way more for than, the most part. Than, yeah, than, than, it would change the whole dynamic of how you play. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, no 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 winners on that bet. Zero uh, changes, which really <laughs> surprised me to be honest. Yeah, yeah, one of the one of the surprises of the weekend. But uh, let's start this show. We do the cold open with uh, the whole roster on stage aligned all nicely. And the big daddy himself, Vince McMahon, making a rare appearance these days, gives us the opening speech. You know, the past year, the performers have given it their all, but there was always missing the most important part, the fans. And he welcomes us to WrestleMania. 
And then uh, we cut to Bebe Rexa, I believe. She sings America the Beautiful, as is the tradition. Mm-hmm. And then they play the video intro, which seemed almost the exact same as last year's. I didn't go back and look, but there was literally the exact same. Like there was wrestlers that weren't on the show. Like Charlotte was in there. I know, and there was Kofi Kingston was way too prominent. Yeah, <laughs> to, I think to... Becky might have even been. In it there. was yeah. Know. It was it was all the pro- it was half the promo thing from last year. They really uh, you know just trying to just trying to save a couple bucks. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> so after the intro, everyone's hyped up. The show, we're all ready to start. The commentary teams welcomes us to WrestleMania. And at the same time, uh, you can hear this announcement coming over the speakers. And Cole informs us that for the first time in WrestleMania history, we have a weather delay. Uh, and, you know, considering they're actually pretty lucky that in all the years they've run outside in these hurricane countries, this is the first time it's ever happened. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I was I was kind of surprised because it is really only in the past, you know, 10 years that it's been put outside. Right. Like in the big. Footballs, like you know, like a football stadium, yeah, or a baseball yeah, they stadium. They did them here and there before. That, I mean, even of course, like there every- have been. I mean, in the last ten years, there have been two down at the Superdome, which is you know the football stadium down there in New Orleans, but completely covered. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, good old good old Rogers Center. That's why you got to give us a shot. The Rogers Center dome. will support uh, <laughs> one beautiful WrestleMania, and you can yeah. it's, if it's chilly, just fucking cover it up. Close the dome. Uh, so yeah, we got a bunch of rain, bunch of lightning going on. So the the fans are kind of confused. They boo and they shuffle out of their seats into the concourse. I mean, it's one of those rain or shines. Like, what are you? You know, like what are you? Yeah. What are you really supposed to you can do? do? You know, a, like it says like on the, the ticket, probably rain or shine. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's one of the couple sports that yeah, weather affects it a lot when you put it out like this. I mean, there's hours of baseball rain delays. You know, you don't. See yeah, it. golf. The Masters. The Masters were delayed for a couple yeah, hours. Same weekend. The... I saw the horn go. Uh, uh. <laughs> the horn. <laughs> That's went. what WWE needed. We needed a horn here. Yeah, they just needed the horn. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, we waited a whole year. What's an extra twenty minutes? Because uh, they're, they're lucky. That's all it really ended up being was twenty minutes or so. Not. This could have been two hours of just nonstop. Imagine that not starting mania until ten p.m. Yeah, what do you do? Like, when do you just call it? Like, at what point do you just yeah. call it off? It's a tough, yeah. you know. But I think for the most part, I mean, they just killed time with backstage interviews, this impromptu, unscripted. Some guys like Kevin Owens, New Day, they clearly were good at it. But Shane and Braun, <laughs> oh well, obviously, they're bad enough. <laughs> they're well, bad obviously enough not. Yeah, I, I did like the, you know, yeah, great job improvising, and you kind of had to like use the people that were there also. Would have been great yeah. to probably plug a couple shots for uh, night two, but they're not in. They're not dressed like they're not ready to go on camera. Yeah, but we get ready. We're ready to get this thing rolling. My uh, time says we were about twenty three minutes delayed, which all said and done isn't too bad. Not bad. So let's get this going. We bring out the hosts of WrestleMania, Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan. They welcome us to the show. They get hyped up. But the crowd is noticeably booing Hogan anytime he speaks, which is well deserved. And this, but. and you know, I mean, of course, we both made, we both set a bet for most booed, and uh, <laughs> yeah. a little more subjective, you know, kind of as both nights go on. I'm sure we'll have both different answers. Uh, I think this was one of the bigger boos <laughs> of yeah, the weekend. I think Hogan, yeah, might be one of the top. I mean, at least. Yeah, for sure. And I there was a few. I the, didn't even consider uh, Hogan being booed, which is I should have. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I, I should have well. been smarter than that. 
because uh, Hulk Hogan could be one of the biggest heels in the company right now. Every yeah. time he's on, anytime he pops up, he's booed. Unless yeah. it's at the Thunder, a- unless he's at the Thunderdome, of course, in which case it's <laughs> ferocious cheers. Yeah, they did make sure to show one or two Hulkamania guys on on the on camera. There's always on. two of them. There's one always two. yeah. There's always uh, yeah. a couple cisgendered white men uh, dressed as Hulk Hogan <laughs> in the crowd. You're always gonna find a couple of them. Yeah. But uh, so that was your intro. We can, uh, the stage looks real nice as well. We got that gigantic pirate ship mm-hmm. with the sails all put together to make up the logo. Uh, and of course, we have to mention we both guessed he was going to be there. Mister Green Smiley Face was front row in his usual spot. He's ready for the show. It was great seeing him again. You know, I'm glad <laughs> to see that he hasn't lost or gained any weight. He looks pretty much the exact same. Yeah, that uh, hat looks like he sat on it the whole time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's start with the big WWE Championship match here. With the almighty Bobby Lashley taking on Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah, nice pyro going on throughout the night. We'll get a bunch of that. But yeah, the match itself was good. Uh, you know, back and forth. Lots of big suplexes. Crowd was into Drew. Um he was kind of doing a bit of a different style, working over, trying to do the Kimura lock that he picked up from Lesnar, I guess. But, yeah, what did you think of this match? It was, uh, you know, it was the it, it, it was the, it was the powerhouse v. powerhouse. Just two big dudes uh, beating the living shit out of each other, which, which is a weird way to start the show, I feel. Starting the show with, like, a slow... Uh, you know, it was, you know, a slower match, obviously. You know, two guys are... These guys are two... Big motherfuckers, but um, yeah, and then the, I think that was it, right? Yeah, no, I think uh, once the women were main eventing, they wanted to put this on first because they're like, that's the second best, you know, being the first match back. They feel it'll be a big stage, but uh, yeah, eventually, you know, uh, Lashley keeps going for that hurt lock, but Drew escapes. He goes for the Claymore, but then MVP just yells at him, like, hey, and then that's enough. It distracts him. He looks over. Lashley jumps in, gets the heart lock on. Uh, Drew tries his best to power out, but he fades, passes out. Lashley gets the win, retains his title. But uh, Drew does not tap out. But still, he defeat gets defeated. Yeah, still gets defeated. I didn't see that. I didn't. I didn't see this one coming. I thought we'd be going back to uh, to Drew McIntyre, of course. Yeah, oh, it was, I was leaning Drew. It, it, uh, it was it was how uh, it was just the, it was just sort of the way I saw it going. I guess um, you know, yeah, he didn't tap, didn't get pinned. You set up potential for the future. I mean, yeah. I guess that's you know that's that's, uh, <laughs> we'll that's how you do it. Yeah, great way to start off the great way to start off the show though. Um, Drew McIntyre can put he's put on he's had a great month too or so. Yeah, and you know it's it was hard to tell with a whole year off, but the crowd was behind him, so they're not. You know, he wasn't like over pushed down our throats that the Roman Reigns effect where they started booing you. But yeah, he didn't get Romaned. Yeah, so good for you, Drew. You get you'll get you another shot. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh backstage Bailey is complaining about not being on WrestleMania. And I agree with her. Uh but she's talking to NWO and Titus and she says she should host Ding Dong Hello, but they all just disrespect her. Except for X Pac, who's cool. He says he's a big fan. So thank you. Yeah, I was starting to think it was it, it was just sort of you. Know, I think we talked about Bailey not being on the show the other week, uh, and I felt like maybe like she, you know, could be like you know you're injured, but they don't they don't tell us somebody is injured. 
they just kind of like subtly don't use them for a little while. Uh, I thought yeah. to myself, maybe, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Bailey could be hurt or something like that. I don't know. I think in this case, they just had nothing for him. Just had but nothing for we'll her. We'll see. I will see. Because I did have a prediction, and we'll see if it comes into play on night two. Okay. Uh, but there was one thing that kind of confused me a bit. I think they played it on both shows. There was this advertisement for these NFT things. Yeah. Do you know what the fuck this is? Uh, they are the newest, biggest thing in online uh, card trading. So that's, yeah, so it's like online virtual collectibles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so almost like crypto collectibles, kind of, right? Um, no. Think about it more like a card, like a baseball card or something like but that. But there's right? limits. So like they're like, you can buy this card. There's only a thousand available. So like yeah. So some you bullshit. so so you purchase one of these online virtual things, um, and let's say yeah, let's say there, <clears throat> let's say there are a thousand of them. When you buy it, you don't know which number of that one thousand you're going to get. The higher the number, the more valuable it is. If you had the fit number five Undertaker NFT, that is more valuable than the number nine hundred mm-hmm. NFT. Uh, it's a big thing in basketball right now. They're kind of like these like video package highlights type things. Um, moving over, like it's the newest thing in sports cards uh, collectibles. I understand. Yeah. Durant, what? Kevin Durant. But I don't might- understand why. I uh, just like anybody would collect um would collect a, uh, a a hockey card or a baseball card. No, but that's physical. That's tangible. You can give that to your grandson. <laughs> well, you this can still a, you can still bits of data. You can still give this to your grandson, right? I mean, it's until a, the until the server goes down, they're like, well, thanks for all your hard work. Well, Game's it's just like it, I mean, it's just like a hockey card, right? It only contains the value that we give to it. So as soon as we give it no value, then it's then it's valueless, right? No, but I'm saying you can have that card forever. This is just digital in a cloud somewhere. This could be gone forever one day, and your thousands of dollars are just poof. No more in a, you know, it's just gone. Yeah, I'd be curious the to like how stored it's somewhere. saved because I'm sure there is some kind of like you know way, a, a way around it. It's got to be susceptible to hacking and piracy. And I don't. Know. To me, it just seems. It's, like, it's well, hard to say, to but uh, people are investing hundreds of millions of dollars into this tech. Like, if you've ever wanted to get into, if you want to get into it, now's the fucking time because uh, it's only going to get more valuable. Yeah, I did click on the site, and there's like auctions going for. Yeah, the Undertaker throwing mankind off the hell in a cell. Yeah, exactly. It's little, it's little things like that. Yeah, and people are, you know, people are paying a smaller amount of money to open up the pack, and then huge amounts of money to sell them back. So it's, uh, yeah, it's the new thing that the kids are doing. (laughs) Kids with thousands of dollars. Well, kids don't want to buy baseball cards anymore. You know, they like, uh, they like their tablets and their iPads and their. Pokemon cards. And their Pokemon cards. Who knows? Who knows? You know, next thing, we could see a Pokemon NFT coming up. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the next match here. We got the women's tag team turmoil, which is a gauntlet match. Right? Same thing. Different word. Different words. <laughs> Just got that alliteration. The TTT. Uh, but we start off with Lana and Naomi taking on Carmella and Billy Kay. So Peyton Royce is absent the whole show. They could have, you know, given us the iconics, but they don't. Yeah, that one was weird. Uh, and then uh, Billy Kay's, I, th- I, I think her her character is just do whatever the other person does. Uh, yeah, you know, with basically. the Ride Squad, she was, you know, punk Rocky. With Carmella, of course, she's just going to fucking squeal there and lose. Uh, <laughs> so that happens in this match also. <laughs> 
Well, they did get at least one fall. Um, as the uh, Billy pins Lana and Carmella just kind of holds her back with her feet for extra leverage. And they get the three count. So there you go. They got something. But um, then the Riot Squad come out next. So Billy has to go against the girls that didn't accept her. Um, they go for the same spot that got the first elimination. But this time the ref catches them. Doesn't make the pin. So Billy yells at him. And then Liv hits her code breaker. Um, and then Ruby hits a senton. And they get the elimination. Wow. Yeah. I haven't so, seen uh, the Ride Squad get uh, anything in months. <laughs> in a long time. This was the, yeah, this, this was... might have been their first pin. Uh, Ride Squad pinfall in... Long, long time. And wow. it's on the main card of WrestleMania. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? So good for them. Uh, the next team, Riot Squad, taking on Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And we had our first casualty of this weather as poor Mandy Rose... On her way down the ramp, just slips and falls on her bum. But uh, she's able to smile, laugh it off, and move on. Well, you know, I know. A few wrestlers. We should have had a most likely botch. Should have been a category. <laughs> should have been a category, you know. But, uh, however, Mandy Rose joining, uh, f- you know, co-host Titus O'Neil in uh, and, and rampway moments. <laughs> Legendary yeah. ramp moments, I think. There are a few, and these are two of them. Yeah, I mean, this one was less her fault. That was, you know, slippery. <laughs> it was slippery. Me- wet metal is slippery. It was slippery. Uh, but, you know, imagine if that happened to someone like The Fiend or Roman Reigns. It would have a lot, you know. Oh, that would have been, that would have been the biggest <laughs> It would be a lot more embarrassing. That, someone that like Mandy, would be the biggest, like, ah. <laughs> That would be the biggest moment uh, in professional wrestling history. Yeah. But anyways, Mandy and Dana, they come out looking pretty good. Uh, Dana hits a big swanton bomb, goes for the cover, but then Liv reverses it. Holds Dana down for the three count. But then we have our first uh, big announcing botch of the night. As the ring announcer says, the Riot Squad has been eliminated. And the crowd's like, what? And the announcers are like, no. And then he goes, correction. <laughs> Mandy and Dana have been eliminated. <laughs> I know. How do you, how do you botch that one? This was, uh, this was turning into a botch fest right here. I know, but oh, there'll be a bigger botch later. Uh, but yeah, we get our final team coming out now, Natalia and Tamina, and they're not messing around here. They just hitting a, b- a bunch of big double team moves. Uh, the riots, they try to fight back. Um, Ruby hits the senton on Tamina, but she kicks out or I don't know. Yeah. Everyone just starts fighting. Natty and Tamina hit the heart attack. They tribute to the heart foundation and Natalia is going to go for the sharpshooter, but then she stops and decides Tamina, this is your moment. Tags her in. She hits the super flag splash off the top rope. And that gets her the biggest pinfall win of her career. Earning a tag title shot for the next night. Yeah, which was going ex- exactly according to plan. Uh, as you planned it, as yes. I, as I planned it, you know, <laughs> because um, in, in Italian Tamina, you know, these second generation uh, performers here, you know, they, you know, they, they deserve their shot, you know, uh, Natalia, uh, daughter of Jim the Anvil Nineheart, a beloved tag team per competitor. Uh, you can buy his cardboard cutout. You can put him on a table. And Jimmy Snuka. You might be able to buy an NFT. Of you could probably buy an NFT at some point, you know. And then, of course, Tamina, daughter of, uh, of you know, w- world champion Jimmy Snuka, famous for 
Uh, Getting away with murder. What's he famous for again? (laughs) Um, I can't quite remember. But anyways, uh, great, uh, great match. And I guess, I guess, kind of, or you know, it was an okay match. But leading us to, (laughs) I mean, you're happy with the result. Happy with the result, at least. So yeah, so at least we have um, Natalia and Tamina are gonna be the trial ones to take away from. Naya and Shayna, but um, the only downside: two teams going at each other where neither team has a name. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's tough. We, uh, yeah, only one team with a name in this whole match. The other team with a name, you broke them up, and so they, yeah, they fucked everything. But we'll see. We'll There's see. Time. Yeah. Uh, but let's go to the next match. I think a lot of people were looking forward to this one because we know these guys can both go. We got. Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro. Uh, I noticed during uh, Rollins' entrance, he had like these little spiral flame things, but half of them weren't even ignited. So maybe that was another cause of the rain. Okay, I think I I'm, I must have missed that one. Yeah, just like, well, all, just, like at the top of the ramp or something. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like power that shot out. It was oh, just like okay. little spirals. Oh. Anyways, uh, first singles match ever for Cesaro at Mania. Wow. So he's looking to impress, and uh, I was impressed. Great match. You know, they're going with that story of Cesaro's looking for the swing and Rollins keeps panicking to avoid it. Uh, But we get lots of other big feats of strength, you know, the super uppercuts. At one point, Seth pulls off this awesome uh, corkscrew frog splash, which I don't think I've ever seen that one before. That one was super cool. (laughs) I don't know how they pulled that off. Twist midair, like, damn, that was cool. Uh, But Cesaro recovers, hits a neutralizer. But then Seth kicks out, and he pulls out the pedigree. So that's another one. We've seen that one in a long time. So yeah, looking good here. Uh, But Cesaro kicks out of that. So crowd's getting pretty hot. Rollins hits the big carry and cross elbow to the back of Cesaro's neck on the slow motion replay. You can see his skin just gets separated from his skull for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he tries to follow up with the curb stomp, but Cesaro turns it midair into a super uppercut. And then he picks Seth up on his shoulders and does the amazing no-hand UFO spin, balancing Seth on his neck. I don't know how you do that. That's awesome. He did like, yeah, it was like hand on the hips, like, uh, yeah, you know, like just, Superman ooh, or something. I almost expected them to start hovering away. There's so much going <laughs> uh, But then he follows that up with the big swing as the crowd counts along, but they're going a little bit too fast. Uh they almost started just counting seconds instead of spinning. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was almost just kind of like a second at that point. Yeah, they were sort of remained on beat of like one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, four, yeah. Four. But the number we landed on was twenty-three, which because before the show they were hyping up twenty-two was his record before. So twenty-three was the number. I guessed thirty-seven. I think you were pretty close. Now, Mike, on the spins. I yeah, that is correct. I thought it was going to be twenty-five. However, um, I counted there was yeah the twenty three spins in a I mean I you know there was twenty three spins in a row. However, he did have a a second or a, a, an initial spin which only lasted eight, would actually bring his total to thirty one total oh, so spins. That's what we're looking at. And if that is the case, Mike, you guessed thirty seven. I guess twenty five. We are both six away. <laughs> we're both the same distance I'll take away. It. Uh, so I think on how many spins will Cesaro hit? 31 total. We actually tied that bet. Uh, we were both close. <laughs> I'll take it. So he does the big spin, and then he hits another neutralizer, and that gets him the three count. 
giving him one of the biggest wins of his career. Great match. Huge moment. Uh, I think, you know, the WWE fans were were excited for it, were, you know, ready for it. Yeah. We even saw some rare emotion from Cesaro. He had his his hands in his face during the celebration, just kind of. I don't think he was crying, but just kind of like, oh, my God, can't believe. And also, he's like, Cesaro hasn't, you know, kind of been a, a routine baby face even either. Really? Yeah, he's, even when, yeah, even when the crowd likes him, he's not like playing up. to them Yeah, he's kind of always a tweener, no matter, you know, even when he was with the bar, they would kind of go in and out. Then he was by himself with Shinsuke back to by himself. Always sort of been never the worst, but never the best. Yeah, but we know he's damn good in the ring. Mm hmm. And you got a moment here, so that's nice. Hopefully this will lead to something, you know, like an Intercontinental title shot or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it would be U.S. title. because no, Oh, no, he's SmackDown. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's move over to some Raw action here because we got the tag team titles on the line. New Day defending against AJ Styles and Omos. And, uh, you know, they come down. Omos is standing in the ring. He's ready to start this match. But New Day, they're yelling. They want AJ. They're trying to draw him in instead. So they get their wish. And, you know, New Day kind of just uh, playing the heels in this match. You know, they were in the bottom right they corner. They were in the bottom right corner. That was the <laughs> first thing I noticed. <laughs> yeah. And the whole time they were just like double teaming AJ, you know, cutting off the ring in half, isolating him. So Xavier Woods uh, said that very loudly at one point. He's like, see, we're cutting the ring in half. <laughs> Tag yeah. teams. You're like, wow. Okay. And I gotta say, it was all very well designed because this crowd was just dying to see Omos getting there. They were chanting, we want Omos. So eventually, AJ, he gets over, makes that hot tag, and Omos gets over the ring to a big pop. Um, Xavier tries kicking him, but he just stands there and just, you know, it's nothing to him. Calls him a little bitch. So no day. They're trying to double team him. He's just swatting them away, tossing them all around. He hits some big running elbows in the corner, showing he can run. Uh, so he's already three times as good as Kali. So that man cannot even run. Can't can't even hop across the ring. Yeah. And then he hits some big old backbreakers. Uh, AJ jumps off his shoulders to hit a phenomenal forearm on Xavier. And then Omos picks up Kofi, slams him down with a big double choke slam. Uh, and AJ just yells, one foot! As he covers Kofi with his one foot and gets the convincing three count to win the Raw Tag Team titles. I like first ever match. I liked the uh I like that forearm off of his shoulders, you know, kinda gives an extra two and a half feet to that uh what that yeah. maneuver normally is. It's not as bouncy. I, I, I like to see I like <laughs> to see them really hit it. I'm sure they've been practicing. Yeah. Um and if you are and this is a notice to all the kids out there, you know, all the young all the youngins out there who wanna um, you know, pursue a career in professional wrestling and they want to be um on WWE, they want to be a superstar. They want to be in a tag team. They want those raw tag team championships. Our best, my at least my best advice to you: be sure to be booked so that you never have a match until WrestleMania. Because I mean, between yeah. Omos and Nicholas, they are both one for one in terms of championship moments at WrestleMania. Um, and their only matches, and the only matches they've ever had. Uh, so if you're a kid out there, don't worry. You'll win that Raw Tag Team Championship at Mania in your first match. And, you know, without looking at the numbers, I, I would have to say that both of them hold the record for 
largest and smallest man to ever win those belts. Ah, uh, ooh, that was a little, you know, I mean, maybe Omos and Nicholas is <laughs> it's kind of, you know, yeah. they'll be the ones to break up AJ Styles uh, for all we know. But you know what? I will say Omos, he did good. You know, he didn't have to do a whole lot, but as he, you know, he looked cool and calm out there. Never looked nervous or anything for his, you know, being on a WrestleMania for your very first match. He looked like the badass they presented him as. And yeah, it'll be great to see what he can do moving forward. Uh, of course, as the champion, he'll he'll always have AJ Styles to do all the work for him. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be fun to see how he's booked. You know, is he going to get the Braun Strowman uh, "Look at me, I'm a big guy" treatment, or uh, <laughs> how? Yeah, how is what's he going to look like going forward? I don't know. I'm sure they'll hold these titles for a bit, and then when they do lose them, it'll be AJ that gets pinned, and then maybe that's how you break them up and they fight each other. Yeah. Who knows? Go from there. But yeah, keep Omos protected for now. Keep him. I don't know. They they know his limits, and they can use it to their advantage. Good thinking. Uh, throughout the weekend, there's just a bunch of these snicker commercials featuring WWE stars. How'd you like those? <laughs> uh, I, I I like them in so far that I don't remember a single one, if that counts. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I remember is Corbin dressed as a bicyclist. He's like, I said I wanted to be a hardcore bike. Oh, okay, yeah. That and one she's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and she presses a button and little flashers come on. Not bad. Yeah. I just liked it because it made Corbin look stupid. <laughs> hey, he's the hardest working man in, uh, in professional wrestling. I'll give him that. Yeah. But speaking of stupid, stupid. Uh, <laughs> we've got our steel cage match, the second in WrestleMania history, as Shane O'Mac is taking on B -B -B Braun Strowman, which bad, 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 bad. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, with of course, whatever Byron Saxton is on commentary, you're guaranteed at least one "shut the fuck up" moment. And uh, <laughs> this week's "shut the fuck" moment. Uh, came when uh, I guess it was Sh Braun Strowman was on his way to the ring. I think Shane came out first and Braun came out after. Uh, and Byron Saxon said, This is a story of brain versus brawn, no pun intended. <laughs> and I said to myself, Byron, you intended that pun. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Uh, and that concludes this week's uh, Shut the Fuck Up Brian Saxon moment. I hope that there are many more to come uh, throughout yeah, the following weeks. I mean. All right. Yeah. So during uh, Strowman's entrance, he gets jumped by Elias and Riker and they hit him with some chairs. So Shane takes one of those chairs into the cage with him and starts beating Braun down with it. Uh, and then unfortunately, we get a little bit of the. Mixed martial arts Shane when he's doing his little punch combos and kicks. His little tick, 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 jab, yeah, jab, jab, never, jab. Yeah. Apparently, the wrestlers say that he works stiff even though his punches look like shit. He's still hitting them hard. Oh, oh, really? Uh, he doesn't know how to... Like he's the, he's not, doesn't he's, know how to pull his punch, but they still look weak. Oh, yeah. poor guy. Uh, but he was pulling off a top of this... Just rips a piece off the top of the cage and hits Braun with the metal. And, uh, Braun starts fighting back, so Shane's trying to get out of there. Um, he hits the coast to coast at one point, but no garbage can, so it's not as good. But there were these little white sacks at the top of the cage. Just kind of little, I don't know. Now, <laughs> now these are normal 
because when you're pulling up the chain or like when you're pulling something up or down where there's a chain and something's winched up top, the excess, the excess chain just hangs. So oftentimes around truss structures, you have this like very solid canvas bag that you put the excess chain in. Yeah, well, they yeah. really made it stand out when it. Well, I mean, it, it, was, it, it was it was I know I noticed them right away. I'm like, yep, that's uh, that looks like a safely constructed <laughs> uh, piece of truss. I mean, you know, that's something that we would do. That's something that I would do professionally. Well, Shane opens it up, pulls out a toolbox. Now I wouldn't just... keep a toolbox in one. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I that's where I lost it. That's where the match yeah. lost it for me uh, because that is a, that is a safety mechanism. Uh, it's not something meant for tools <laughs> yeah, and loose not, objects. Uh, well, they're not looking for safety here. <laughs> they, uh, Shane smacks him in the head with the toolbox, and then uh, he climbs over the top of the cage. He's scaling down the other side, but he stops to mock Broman one more time. Sticks his hand through the cage to do a little puppet. Making fun of him. But Strowman gets up, grabs him through the cage, and then with the other hand, he just rips this chain link right off and pulls Shane back inside through this giant hole. Uh, they both climb up to the top of the cage. They stand up, and then we get our big fall as Strowman throws Shane down uh, into the cage. Um, just falls on his back, and Braun climbs back down, and Gets all motivational. Says, this is for everyone. It's never been called stupid. Uh, and then he picks Shane, hits the power slam, gets the win. And hopefully that's the end forever. And hopefully that's the end forever. Mike, I think there was another bet that was solved right here. Uh, the Shane falling. Of course. Will Shane McMahon jump or fall off the highest thing? If not, who will beat him? I think this was the tallest thing that somebody fell off of all weekend. Uh, yeah, I believe it was. Of course, I had I had wagered that this will be the tallest thing fallen or dropped off of, uh, and you chose, uh, you had a different answer. Yeah, uh, I think I went, well, I was hoping for hope that Owens was jumping off that pirate ship. Never happened. But then when I saw it and how big it was, I'm like, that's not <laughs> You're like, that's Spe too big. <laughs> especially with the rain and shit. I'm like, no. Like, oh, no my God, that's that so thing. big. <laughs> they need crash pads and, like, yeah, a fake stage to crash through and all that shit. Which they could have, but no. Could have happened, but uh, but not tonight. So another another bet solved. Yeah. Uh, then commentary. We get our annual Hall of Fame curtain call where all the legends come out. And then Bailey interrupts them. So, hey, more Bailey's good. More Bailey. More Bailey. Uh, then we get our celebrity match of the night. Damian Priest and Bad Bunny taking on Miz and Morrison. And Miz Mo had the old, right, the, the bunch of bunnies come hopping down to the ring and they were singing there. Oh, they were kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't quite lip syncing, but it wasn't singing. They were like singing over the top of the recording. They were singing over themselves singing. <laughs> I don't know. I was, uh, yeah. it, it was a weird middle yeah, so, hey, hey, hop, hop, they do their thing. Uh, Damian Priest comes out on, on his own, and then we cut to this large, big rig truck just driving through, uh, yeah, driving down the highway, whatever, big bunny, or bad bunny. He's riding on top of it, just holding on to this thing, drives him right into the arena, right to the stage. So, uh, but no performance. He just walks down to his music, no singing. He's too focused on the match here. But um, 
I don't know. I didn't actually time the entrances, but this is probably still fairly Th decent. This was another bet, of course, who will have the longest entrance with no uh, Undertaker. The uh, the fucking, you know, or and Goldberg, the, uh, the, ca the category was wide open. Both Mike, you and I both suggested that Bad Bunny and Damian Priest would have the longer entrance. And mm -hmm. these entrances were all over the place. Mismo even ran themselves for a little bit with all this uh, one-eared bunnies by the end of it. Not sure if you caught how much of that. <laughs> the, uh, these, these rabbits who had to hold onto their heads so they didn't fall off. Uh, that was yeah. something Jess noticed immediately. She's like, why are they all holding onto their... <laughs> are they holding on their heads so they don't fall off? I'm like, probably. And then, <laughs> oh, why are three of them missing an ear now? They're just scattered on the ground. Welcome to the Peacock era, kids. Yeah, sure, you can't watch that Roddy match from uh, WrestleMania 7, but here we go. We got a bunch of bunnies for you. Mismo, the entire performance from when the song starts to when the song stopped. Took two minutes and 27 seconds. That's, that's gonna be not too long. That's not too long, but it's gonna be tough to beat. You know, you're gonna have to. <laughs> you're gonna have to beat it. And of course, from the moment that, uh, from the moment that Damian Priest's music began till the moment that Bad Bar, that Bad Bunny's music ended, mm -hmm. was a total time of four minutes and sixteen seconds. Hey. Meaning that, Mike, your guess of four minutes and eleven seconds, five <laughs> seconds off. Of course, I guessed 2.30. I was way below. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, Mike, that was pretty damn close as far as I'm concerned. You're walking away. Uh, you're walking home with this with, with this wager. Yes, and a new 2011 Honda Accord. <laughs> and a brand new, <laughs> brand new, it's net zero kilometers on this 2011 Honda Accord. It's brand new. Yeah. You know, it just got lost somewhere on a lot that no one ever. Uh, yeah, it got and... stuck behind newer <laughs> Honda Accords. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here we go. We got the entrances out of the way. Uh, we're ready to start the match. Uh, Priest is in the ring, but Miz is talking shit. So Bunny, he wants in. So they tag him in. Miz is mocking him, but that ends pretty quickly when Bunny just starts hitting some good punches there. Gets a couple arm drags, so Miz is well caught off guard. The crowd's pumped up for Bunny. But uh, they do get a hold of him, just start beating him down. So Priest gets a hot tag. He starts, they hit a couple team moves together, like a, a tandem Falcon Arrow. Um, and they both hit their big dives to the floor. You know, Bunny does his big crossbody off the top rope. But then soon after that, the biggest moment of the match is when Bad Bunny hits a Canadian Destroyer. What? On the floor. I popped huge for this. I popped huge for this. Yeah, that was one of the... Why is Bad big... Bunny allowed to do a Destroyer, but, like, <laughs> none of these other lifelong, professionally trained wrestlers are allowed to do a Destroyer? I don't get it. Did you think he yeah, asked? Was a... He was like, I'm doing... Because I think this... I mean, well, someone had to train him to do it. Someone that. had to... Because I think this Bad Bunny thing is 100% Triple H... 0% Vince McMahon. And Trips, you know, uh, we, we've seen Destroyers down there in NXT. The Panama Sunrise is basically a Destroyer. Uh, yeah. I think this may have been Trips kind of, you know, elbowing Bad Bunny over there and, and, and John Morrison. Like, hey, just do it. Well, yeah. it's easier. Like Vince, it's not a pile driver. It's a Destroyer. It's easier to, what is it, easier to beg for forgiveness than ask for permission? You know, just uh, yeah. don't worry yeah. about it. You're Bad Bunny. It's okay. <laughs> 
And they even called it on the screen. They called it they a bunny destroyer. They called it a bunny destroyer. It was a big moment. Yeah. It's those little things that are, I feel like, are the biggest moments. Yeah, it was. That was a moment. He he nailed it. Uh, and then they get back in the ring. Bunny and Priest. They hit this doomsday crossbody on Miz, and then Bunny pins him for the three count. So overall, I think he did a fine, very well, very well done job. You know, almost almost as good as Pat McAfee, but. This was fantastic. I feel like he worked, I mean, he worked a huge portion of this match without Damian Priest. Yeah, I mean, they're ready to do a singles match with him if they had to. It, so, you know, yeah. maybe that's always going to be the back of their mind. I think later on in the show, or maybe it's night two, uh, there's this little vignette with Bad Bunny and, and Triple H. And he's kind of yeah. like sending him off onto tour. I guess Bad Bunny's going on this. Yeah, game, he like gives him uh, this golden briefcase. Not the money in the bank. Not case. the money in the bank briefcase. <laughs> just like a separate golden briefcase, I guess. You know, they have a lot of briefcases yeah. over there. He opened it. Uh, at WWE had, <laughs> WWE headquarters. Got a lot of... Uh, yeah. Well, ones, but yeah, I think um, you know. Of course, we were also, and you know, the card's still going on. But I, after it all, I think this may have been the sleeper hit of uh, of at least night one. Yeah, you could be right. Uh, you know, going in, I thought Bunny would do a good job, but I don't think anyone expected a Canadian. I did destroyer. not expect the destroyer. <laughs> I don't think I expected him to like be in a huge portion of the match. I think I expected Damian Priest to you know take a lot of those big bumps, but we saw that same. The splash looked a bit better, and it was out. And uh, his punches, I love his punches were a hundred times better than Shane McMahon's. Yeah, it was, you know, I think it was all when everything was, you know, all said and done. Damian Priest looked a bit weird with his uh, pink get up there. It's like some pink shit in his hair. I think he loves, I think he loves Bret Hart. Oh, okay. So he's Sounds doing, like he's, he's doing it for Bret Hart, but. Uh, I think so. The, uh, yeah, I, I think it yeah, was great. No, well done. Well done, Bad Bunny. I wouldn't, you know, if you want to wrestle again, I think you're more than welcome. Sure. Come back for another match. Why not? And online, I saw a lot of wrestlers react, and they said the same thing, like, "Hey, Benny, you're welcome in our group," or something. And I think people see that, right? You hit a you hit a destroyer on the on, yeah. on the floor. That's not something that you know. That's a. I mean, I know. Yes, we know. Giving the destroyer is the easiest part, but uh, you know, it's a big moment. Yeah, I almost never. Have you ever heard of the show, The Bump? WWE. Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, it's kind of like it's like backstage Kayla and probably a couple of other yeah, guys. Yeah, just like a weekly are... roundup variety show. Yeah. but um, I just had it on because it happened to be playing right before the WrestleMania Night Two pre-show, uh, and they had Orton on there, and he put over Bad Bunny. Randy Orton's just like, yeah, man, that that guy killed it. Anytime he wants to work in this locker room, he's welcome. So coming from the Rand man, that's pretty good praise. That's that's a huge deal coming from the Rand man. Maybe Randy and Bad Bunny can uh, <laughs> smoke some weed, some CBD yeah. oil before uh, a good match or something. I don't know. And uh, one other funny thing, now that I talked about the bump, uh, there was this one segment where they had like these little kindergarten kids or whatever, and they would show them pictures of wrestlers, and they would have to guess who they are. Okay. <laughs> and then they pull out the Undertaker. And this one kid's like, uh, Michael Jackson? That <laughs> just had me laughing. <laughs> but there was this one little kid. He knew everyone. Was like, yeah, that's the Undertaker. And he started rolling his eyes back. Oh, creepy. Because <laughs> not many, I don't think many people can do that. You know, it's kind of like, you know, say yeah. like, you know, one in 10 people can roll their tongue. I think it has to be yeah. way less than people who can roll their eyes into the back of their heads. Well, it hurts, too. It's not good for you. I mean, I my brother imagine. would do it. I can't imagine. My grandma would be like, don't do she would say something like, your eyes are going to get stuck back there, yeah. or uh, something like that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but 
we have let's get along here because we've got a big main event to get to uh we're talking about the smackdown women's championship sasha banks defending against bianca belair you know we all know the build has not been that good to this uh but the video package can make anything look good you know i didn't i don't think i even saw reginald once in this pre thing i'm glad they completely dropped him from this storyline yeah, well, he wasn't really <laughs> part of the Sasha thing to begin with, right? There was a couple weeks where they were like, you know, when he ditched Carmella, but before he went with Naya, he was kind of with Sasha Okay. for a hot minute. Anyways, doesn't matter. He's not here. We got two awesome women here. They hyped this up, noting it's the first ever main event to feature two black women. I think two black performers in general mm-hmm. in the main event. Yeah. But, the uh, yeah, they're in the ring. Looking great. The crowd's hyped up. They're chanting for both of them back and forth. Uh, and then the magnitude of the moment just sets in as both women are looking around and literally fighting back the tears. You can see Bianca. This is getting emotional. And then the crowd just chants even louder for this. They respect it. So we just jump right into this thing. And Yeah, man. Hot match. Sasha being the boss. Bel Air just showing off the best strength in all of women's wrestling. Um, Early on, Sasha hits a big suicide dive to the floor, but Bianca catches her, rolls through, stands up, presses Sasha over her head, and walks all the way up the steps and tosses her back into the ring. Nia Jax couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that that, that was uh, that was a pretty no one of those feats of strength that Bianca Belair has yeah. become known for. She's looking awesome, but yeah, Sasha kind of just playing the heelish role by default. Talking trash, you know, grabbing onto Bel Air's hair, using it for leverage, which you can. Uh, but yeah, just more great spots from Bianca. You know, she she picked uh, Sasha up in a vertical suplex, and she just goes around touching her feet onto the ropes. I thought she was gonna touch all four, four, all four. Ropes I also first. did. I I was kind of like one, <laughs> two, yeah. three. Oh, <laughs> but I think Sasha didn't want it, so she starts struggling and like gets halfway out, but then she hoists her back up, and Bel Air man just exerting a lot of energy in this match mm-hmm. those deadlifts but uh she follows with a a nice standing shooting star press and then she goes for the 450 splash but sasha gets the knees up and starts working over that shoulder uh yeah throwing her into the steel steps trying to weaken up for that bank statement so uh, yeah but belair's trying to fight it off so sasha grabs her hair wraps it around her arm uh and uses that to lock in the bank statement but uh, Bianca manages to get out, goes for another 450 splash. This time she hits it, but Sasha kicks out at two. So Belair can't believe it. She picks up Banks for the KOD, but Sasha lands on her feet, grabs Bianca by the hair, and Belair says, oh, you want the hair? So she gets loose and then fucking cracks the whip on Sasha. This was the loudest and biggest one I've ever seen her do. They 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 they, <laughs> they they must have put they put something in the uh, end of her hair there to give it a nice. Whoosh. I mean that there was no fake in that. You could see the instant just just the cut along Sasha's side. Yeah, I wonder what it is. That. Like whatever kind of gives uh, whatever gives like or whatever the sound that a kendo stick makes, right? That kind of like little pieces of wood slapping against each other. Whatever like that yeah. sound must be. They loaded her braids with. <laughs> I think this is just, I mean, if you had real hair, it would do the same thing, no? I don't think it would make a whoosh 
unless what we heard I mean, it's like six feet long unless what we heard was like an added effect i don't think it would have given that type of a snap i think they put something in the end there i don't okay but uh <laughs> either way it was a hell of a snap hell of a whip um so sasha's bleeding she picks her up hits the kod goes for the cover one two Three, Sasha Banks kicked out, says Michael Cole. But the bell rings, the crowd's celebrating. Cole just fucked up the biggest moment of the night. But I don't give a shit. The fans have no idea what he did, so everyone's celebrating. But damn, what a fuck up for Michael Cole. Uh, just botches on botches on botches. Sasha kicks out? No, she didn't. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even like a fake shoulder up. Yeah, I don't even think it was like the three and up. I don't think yeah, it was. Yeah, wasn't even like a missed. Uh, I don't know. He fucked up, but doesn't matter. Everyone's celebrating. Belair's emotional. Her family's falling over the barricade, just jumping up and down. And we get the big fireworks display and close the show on a great note. Uh, yeah, I'd say at the end of the day, I'm glad they got this main event spot because they were the best match of the night for me, and they delivered. Certainly, yeah. Best match of the night. I'll give you that. Uh, you know, Sasha Banks continuing her legendary WrestleMania streak, ext- extending herself to 0 and 6 at the showcase of the Immortals. Uh, so that's got to be nice for her. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, so like we said, the build was terrible, but I knew they would deliver at the end of the day. And I think. Putting them in this main event spot did, did give the match an extra bit of specialness that, you know, going back and watching it later, you wouldn't have had that extra layer of emotion of them crying at the beginning, I don't think. Stuff like that. Yeah, if it was just at the beginning or something like that, maybe. Uh, yeah. You know, or just somewhere in the middle. Who knows? It could have been, you know, a different feeling. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I wonder, what, do we remember what our uh, main events were last year? I, I think, I know, like, Drew... Uh, Brock was one. Do you remember what the yeah, other main event was? The Boneyard. Boneyard was the Oh, the one. Boneyard was the other one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I like this vibe of, like, give, yeah. If, if, if WrestleMania's two nights, give the men one night and give the women one night. Which matches? We don't care. But I feel like that's only kind of, you know, like you said, bringing that emotion to the match. Oh, is something that can only occur in a main event. Yeah. Uh, so, so if that's the case, the men get one night, the women get the next night, or vice versa. Yeah. But yeah. So I was happy, very happy with the way the show ended. Yeah. Yeah. I can't picture uh, anything else would have been different. Congratulations to Bianca Belair. Uh, that's great. Now, now go full babyface. Now we need her to go yeah. full babyface. And I mean, I don't mean like you're not <laughs> a bad guy, babyface. I mean you're a dumb piece of sh- you're a dumbass, babyface. You know like that kind of like WWE babyface where they're like portrayed to be just so fucking stupid and oblivious? I want stupid and oblivious Bianca Belair <laughs> who keeps getting trampled by like, you know, uh, interference in matches. They're just oblivious to all of life around them. I want her to be booked as the baby face that is so stupid. I don't know how she keeps winning matches. I don't know. She's the EST, though. She's supposed to be the smartest. If so. there, if, but yeah, I, no, but I mean, I want, I, we need to be full. We need to go full <laughs> in on it. I don't want any of this half. You know, this half yeah. thing. You know, I don't want a promo where you're clapping in somebody's face. Because to me, that's a heel move. <laughs> I want you to be so stupid 
that you don't know that somebody is directly behind you about to super kick you as soon as you turn around. I want you to be so dumb. Well, either way, I think the crowd's behind her, so ride the wave, ride the momentum. Uh, you got a nice new champion here. Yeah, at least, yeah, new champion, new champion, which uh, I guess our second uh, second title change of the night. Hopefully we can uh, get a few more in so we can hit up our next uh, bet. But uh, let's move over to night two. Might as well. Night two. Yes. It's uh, uh, WrestleMania, but a second time. So I, I, guess, that's, I guess that's how we're plugging it. Uh, and we actually kick off the, uh, we kick off WrestleMania night two, um, with, I mean, differently than I had think I would have seen coming. I'm not I can't remember, quite remember how we booked this card, but, uh, we have the Fiend taking on the Rain Man. Well, you skipped a couple things. What did I skip? (laughs) Well, Titus, well, first there was, uh, Ashlyn Craft saying America the Beautiful for the second time. Oh, yeah, sure. For any Ashlyn Craft fans out there. Congratulations, Ashlyn Craft. Uh, but then the other thing worth worth skipping was when Titus O'Neil and Hulk Hogan come out dressed as pirates. Which, you know, fits in with Hogan because he loves those hard R's. <laughs> uh, but luckily the crowd was booing him once again. Oh, again, once fitting in. I think Hogan between both, because he had more opportunities than everybody else to be booed. So I think yeah. Hogan had to have been the most booed of the night. Yeah, this one was even louder, I think. So, and the segment <laughs> even louder. Yeah, the whole segment was awful. Anyway, it's just a bunch of bad pirate jokes yeah. and accents. So. We don't need this. No, we don't. But uh, okay, let's move on to that match because I know you can't wait for it. Can't wait. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about Randy Orton taking on the Fiend in just a regular match, uh, but it's not quite regular because it's WrestleMania, and you know the Rand Man wants to do something special, so he comes out wearing white. Trunks with red on them. A no, very rare sight. Never seen that before. <laughs> and, you know, the Rand Man pays closer attention to what he wears, you know, than anybody. You know, his uh, his closet of trunks and knee pads uh, is probably a walk-in closet at this point. You know, he has one side of the closet is just for his uh, sleeveless hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Randy comes out. And then for the Fiend's entrance, we see the burnt-up version He's just walking down this like LED tallway, hallway tunnel type thing. Uh, and as he's walking, we get this like bad 90s sci-fi TV show effect where it just kind of transforms from the burnt fiend back into the regular fiend. Okay. So so I guess we're uh, done with burnt fiend. Now we're back on I mean, to yeah, I was already fiend? Kind of, I was mad because I'm like, man, you go to all this trouble, you make the new costume, he doesn't even wrestle in it once. I mean, I was thrown off by. I was already thrown off by this point. Yeah. <clears throat> when was, they was... the card announced to us that Randy Orton and the the Hell Spawn himself, the Fiend, would be competing in a singles wrestling match, a mm. shoulders down on in the on the <laughs> mat one two three wrestling match that can only end by pinfall or submission i was i was i was like immediately what the what no this can't be the way we're gonna do this but as the as it went on i started thinking to myself mike i think this is the way that we're gonna have to do this (laughs) well alexa bliss comes out next and uh, you know you can kind of see the evil insider just spreads more every time we see her her face is just getting more black and 
evil looking. Uh, she walks down the ramp to this giant jack in the box, which Michael calls like, well, where'd that come from? Okay, no. Uh, <laughs> so now I want to stop right there, Mike. So now we're welcome to, welcome to night two of stupid shit Byron Saxton says. Okay, mm-hmm. of course, like you know, like you said, uh, like you said, the fiend came down, uh, or sorry, Alexa Bliss came down, and there was a there was a box there, but it wasn't just a box. No, Byron Saxton described this thing in front of us as a box-like structure. <laughs> so I went ahead and did a little research. Uh, of course, you know, of the word. The definition of the word box, it is a noun, meaning a container with a flat base and sides, typically square or rectangular, and having a lid. Mm-hmm. No, Byron Saxon, this is not a box-like structure. It is a box. <laughs> Shut yes. the fuck up, uh, Byron Saxton. Uh, thanks for listening for another edition of the stupid shit that Byron Saxon says. <laughs> I hope that he stays on because this segment uh, is turning into one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, a uh, giant box, more specifically a jack-in-the-box, but maybe they didn't want to give free promotion to that. Fast <laughs> to Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Alexa starts turning the crank, and out pops the fiend, regular fiend. Regular old uh, fiend. Yeah. He dives off the top of the box, hitting the big clothesline to start the match. Uh, does his little neck snap. And the red lights have made the return. I didn't think I'd ever see those again, but they're back. Yeah. So, okay. They're back. They would stay on for about 95% of the match. Uh, Orton hits his big DDT. Fiend gets up. Mm. He does a tribute to Brody Lee, which was nice. It's a little taunt there. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the uh, like little curl your mustache thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, is that the best way to describe it? Kind of. Like, um, and then like point your hands. Okay. Out. I don't. I don't know what to call it. But anyways, they go back and forth. Fiend gets Randy in the mandible claw. He looks like he's ready to hit the sister Abigail. When flames shoot out from the ring posts, and then we see Alexa sitting on top of the Jack in the Box as this black liquid. Is just dripping down her face. The goo, possibly the same goo that was emanating from Randy Orton's uh, mouth for the past this month. This looked like a different. Uh, this was not as thick as a that. Different goo. viscosity. <laughs> yeah, this was much more liquid. Uh, I don't know. I thought. I mean, it was fucking weird, but I thought the visual was kind of cool. The crowd chanted "Holy shit!" for like five seconds. <laughs> they liked it. <laughs> for five seconds, we got "Holy shits." I mean, it did look, if, if my three-year-old niece walked in and saw that, she'd probably have nightmares for weeks. It'd be scary. <laughs> Seeing that black liquid. Anyway, she reaches her hand out. The, fane, the fiend reaches back. But Orton turns him around, hits the RKO, gets the win. And he leaves quickly as Alexa just stares at the fiend and the black liquid continues to pour down from this headband she's wearing. The fiend stands up. They stare at each other. The lights go out. They come back on, and they're both gone. And then just booze from the now, crowd. Now, this and- is the moment where, <laughs> if not Hulk Hogan, and we need to pick something in a match, uh, I think this may have won um, the most booed. They cut so quickly to a commercial after this match, or like a, a like a ad or whatever. To yeah. They cut so at the second. I mean, you could hear maybe a second and a half of booze. Before they were just out of there immediately. <laughs> Mike, what the fuck just happened? 
yeah, that was overall, I mean, pretty bad match. Bad way to start WrestleMania. Bad way to end the feud after six months of build. That's what you get. <clears throat> okay, so, I mean, this 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 has been tough for me from the get-go. <laughs> uh, Alexa Bliss came out look, looking like a, like they, every every week, they make her look like six months younger. And we're at the point now where she is a nine-year-old girl coming out. It's just, this is keeps throwing me off. It's throwing me off more and more. And then we, I think she's looking more evil. We get back the to the red lights. I'm like, okay, I can do that. A one, two, three wrestling match to determine he is, he, you know, and the, the distraction on Bliss, this, he, what's he distracted by? He gets put down by a move that he's kicked out of before, mind you. Mm-hmm. Ah, gulp. Gulp. Yeah. And more than that, Mike, this is another prop bet. Mike, you and I both guessed completely different times and matches for what would be the shortest match. I thought tonight's Women's Tag Team Championship. You thought Bunny and Priest taking on Mismo. No, it was, in fact, the months and months and months of build that <laughs> went into Randy and Fiend that ended in five minutes and 50 seconds. Yep. Imagine spending months building a story to have it end in five minutes and 50 seconds in a one, two, three shoulders on the mat wrestling match. God damn it. Did not see this one coming. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of bad stuff with this bad way to start mania. Yeah, real, real, real weird way to kick off uh, WrestleMania night two. Um I mean, God, it's only a, it's only going to be a matter of time until nobody gives a shit anymore. How <laughs> like how many times does Bray Wyatt have to lose when he shouldn't for him to stop giving a shit anymore? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. You know, I mean, remember that there was that whole hell in a or that fucking was it the hell in the cell with Seth Rollins? There was that whole thing, and then he lost the title to Braun fucking Strowman. Now he lost the title to Randy Orton. Randy Orton's uh, gone over the Fiend twice now at WrestleMania. I just, I don't get it. I do not get it. Yeah, they don't know what they're doing. Does anyone know what they're? Does anyone know <laughs> what's going on over there? How did how did the Fiend go from like one of the most impressive debuts ever that you and I were privy enough to be like a hundred feet away from? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all the way to this. God, they're gonna have a lot to explain tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah, there was more just backstage. Hulk and Titus hanging out with Eric Bischoff. So Bailey tries to post, pitch some more ideas as being host and stuff. But anyways, let's get to the next match. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax defending those women's tag titles against Tamina and Natalia. So uh, this was tough. I would not have put this match in the second spot, second uh, on the card after you just deflated the crowd with that opener well yeah not i mean you know if it if the, if the crowd is booing the natural response is throw at nia Jax. that's gonna make them you know comparatively <laughs> speaking they're gonna love what they just saw yeah so uh yeah tough one to try to bring the crowd mm-hmm. back up with but you know what the one person did get over big in this match and i'll say that was tamina the crowd just kind of picked her they said all right she's our favorite I guess she's got a good story. Ten-year veteran, never won a single title. Yeah, she so. changed up her look, and yeah, you know, I mean, if like if you, let's say like if your friends, let's say if like if your friend's dad 
um, like embezzled money from his office or from his work or something, right? <laughs> You're not going to hold that against your buddy just because of the of, of you know the bad decisions that their parents made. Now I can't exactly remember what Tamina, what Jimmy Snuka did. Of course, Tamina's father. I can't exactly remember what he did. It had something to do with somebody else, but I'm not going to hold whatever he did against her in the ring. Yeah, it's not. She's. Yeah. She's her own person. <laughs> I mean, he did something. God, I wish I could remember. Yeah. So, you know, I was on her side as well, her and Natty, because I, I was, you know, I they were my bottom pick. But I said, hey, I'll just see. I'll be happy with anyone mm-hmm. defeating Shayna and Naya. So, uh, you know, Tamina, Naya, they have the big Samoan showdown at one point. Uh, Baszler hit some more of those big knee strikes. Uh, Naya, she was even pulling out some big moves, hitting a cross body off the second rope. I know. They, uh, uh, Michael Cole builds it so, like, they make it look so, or Tom Phillips, rather, whoever it was, they make it seem like the biggest deal when Nia Jax goes up to the second <laughs> rope. <laughs> I mean, uh, as long as no one gets hurt, gets hurt it is a big deal. It is deal. a miracle, yeah. <laughs> but uh, throughout the match, Tamina is trying to pick her up and slam her, and she finally does it for her Hogan-Andre moment. Kind of a half slam. It was a half slam. A <laughs> also, not really a Hogan Andre. Like if Natalia does that, yeah, that's a fucking Hogan Andre. But this was more of like, I don't know. They just yeah. They wanted the crowd to pop. yeah yeah. It's they it's it's, it's the moment. Yeah, like I get it. It's just like you know, it's like yeah. two big people picking each other up. It's like eh, that's not. That's just two big people picking each other up. Yeah, but uh, Naya kicks out of that. So Tamina climbs up, goes for the Superfly Splash, but Naya rolls out of the way. Natalia tags in. Uh, she unloads on Jax, but she doesn't see Shayna gets the blind tag. So Baszler grabs Natty from behind in the Kirafuda clutch, and Natalia passes out to end the match. So unfortunately, Shayna and Naya retain once again. Uh, yeah, Shayna and Naya retain. You know, I mean, um, it was a big moment, I think, for Tamina and Natalia to maybe win, because now I just, I'm scared we've hit the point where. Like they've beaten everybody. I know there's there's nobody yeah. else for them to like lose to now. I uh, I just thought yeah this would have been the moment for one of these teams to kind of, I mean short of this new team of Carmella and Billy Kay, there is not a what? single credible threat to Nia and Shayna and maybe Mike maybe this is on us we like maybe months ago we just should have accepted that this is the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future. <laughs> No, maybe it's on us. <laughs> no, this is not our fault. Don't be victim shaming. <laughs> victim shaming. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. That's one. Uh, also, got to settle another bet here. Um, the most likely submission victory, Mike. You had taken Sasha Banks with that bank statement. I think you and I both thought she was going to retain that title over there. Uh, yeah. I had Natalia with the sharpshooter. In this match, uh, it didn't happen, though. Um, we did get the uh, submission with the Kirafuda Clutch by Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. So no winners yeah. there either. No winners. No winners. You were about halfway there. I, were, I, was, I, the I was close, but, uh, you know, close <laughs> only counts in uh, a few things. And that's how yeah. the expression goes. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn with uh, online celebrity Logan Paul sitting at ringside. Getting mostly booze from the crowd. Yep, mostly booze, which is good because he was accompanying uh, Sami Zayn. So, you know, yeah, we yeah. we don't want Sami Zayn's guest of honor being cheered. So I guess that worked. 
And uh, this was one. I don't think it would qualify. It could qualify as a sleeper hit because going in, everyone knew it could be a good match. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they come out real hot. Uh, right when the bell rings, Sammy just runs at Owens and gets caught with a pop-up power bomb. And just right from there, the match just started in top gear, never left. It was under 10 minutes long, but they finish a lot in that time. So one of the best matches of the night, actually. Uh, yeah, so big spots. Sammy hits a deadly brain buster to Owens on the edge of the apron. And then a bit after that, he hits a Michinoku driver, which uh, Michael Cole calls the blue thunderbomb. And Corey Graves corrects him right away. Right away it was not a blue thunderbomb, bud. No, so bad weekend for Michael bad Cole. Bad weekend for Michael Cole. Yeah, Bebe. but uh, <laughs> Sammy did hit the real blue thunderbomb later for a two count. It's always a two count, but we always buy into it. <laughs> uh, some more great brain busters. Uh, they fight to the top rope. Owens does his awesome twisting fisherman suplex. And then in one cool little moment, they do a call back to their battleground 2016 matches. Owens is running in the corner, hits a clothesline, and then Sammy runs right after him. Hits the haluva kick. Uh, goes for a second one, but he runs right into a super kick. And then another super kick. And then the stunner. So Owens gets the win. Uh, and then afterwards, Logan Paul gets in the ring to check on Sammy. And then he starts congratulating Owens. So Sammy gets mad and yells at him. Starts poking him angrily. So Logan shoves him to the mat. Sammy rolls out all pissed off and leaves. And then Logan grabs Owens' hand and raises it to the air. But the crowd is still booing him. And uh, Owens has that look like, what the fuck is this guy? So uh, the crowd starts to realize what Owens is thinking. We all know what's going to happen. There's a big yes chant as Owens offers a handshake. And as Paul accepts it, he hits him with a stunner. So a nice little pop. And uh, yeah. For the quick pop. <clears throat> uh, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, under 10 minutes, but... They needed something, yeah, I think. Uh, you know, no super apparent. I think going forward, we're gonna see a lot of these. Uh, maybe not a lot, but you know, maybe we will get that one or two a year. The the YouTube or the online star uh, coming in for a week and then a pay per view, not doing anything. But the amount of clicks that is driven off of. <clears throat> being able to put the name Logan Paul in your YouTube video for the WWE, which already gets millions of fucking views to begin with. Uh, that's yeah. I think that's going to be something we see now. Yeah. There must and be I some mean, kind uh, of math equation where it's like the amount of money they're paying him is less than the amount of money they know they'll make from ad stream revenue. Uh, you know, so this could be more of a common, this could be a real common thing we have to think of. Just because I was thinking to myself, yeah, like, I kept getting asked the question, well, why is he there? And having yeah. to explain why it didn't, uh, there was also no way to explain it. It was like, oh, well, it, you know, it's like, oh, because, you know, he was there last week with this thing, and then he's sort of there this week. Oh, okay, but he's, is he, like, going to talk? Is he going to, like, you know, be on the commentary? And it's like, probably not. He'll just sit there, and the camera will kind of pan to him occasionally. And you're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, why is he here? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> what is the reason why he is here? And, uh, yeah, I think YouTube clicks, things like that. It really drives the market. Yeah. And, you know, I was happy that uh, he didn't get involved during the match. You know, they kept the, the match itself clean, no screw jobs. And he was still able to get physically involved afterwards. Yeah. Get that bump. Take that bump. Take, and he it, sold it. It was a weird stunner, too. I don't know if you saw that one. 
Normally, like, you yeah, know, you he, like, rolled forward. Yeah, kinda. you don't really get kicked in the stomach. You kind of drop to your knees and then hop back up. But this one, he kind of, like, didn't. He just kind of, like, did a f- little front roll. It was like a DDT almost. It almost made it look like a stunner <laughs> DDT. But uh, either way, yeah, yeah he was. Uh, he's he sold it. Back on he the got board. help to the back. So good for him. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It'll get those clicks, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, then backstage, Riddle, he scooters on over to call E to talk some scooter ideas. And then RVD shows up. And then we get our big stoner crossover. Uh, and he plugs his rolling paper company. So, uh, yeah, they'll probably smoke a nice fatty later. <laughs> but Riddle's got to scoot away. Uh, he's got a match to get to. And he rides that scooter all the way down the ramp, right to the ring. Uh, what you know, he could have slipped. It was slippery. Rain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so that gets us to our u.s title match here riddle sheamus uh yeah you know we i think we both expected this one to be pretty good and uh i pretty much got exactly what i wanted just some hard hitting all around wrestling uh riddle hits this great they're on the top rope and he hit like a backflip belly to back suplex which looks awesome and then riddle's still doing the jackhammer as well Still hoping for that Goldberg match someday. One day. <laughs> uh, then he hits a couple floating bros, but Sheamus kicks out of that. So they fight their way up to the top rope. Uh, Sheamus puts Riddle on his shoulders. He tries to stand up from the middle to the top rope, but he kind of slips, falls forward to the mat. But thankfully, he didn't drop Riddle on his head. So uh, turns around, says, screw it. We're not going to do that again. Just does the white noise from the ground instead. But you know, sometimes you just gotta move on. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta move worse. on, and you can always see it. Sometimes they'll they'll redo it, and sometimes they just yeah. Don't. Sometimes they'll redo it, and sometimes you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but he follows up with a big knee drop off the top rope. Uh, then Riddle recovers. He goes for a springboard moonsault, but then Sheamus hits him midair with the bro kick, and he got all of that. Riddle is instantly busted open, bleeding from the lip and mouth. Uh, but Sheamus gets a three count, retains his title. But uh, that does bring us to a prop. No, bet. Sheamus gets the win. Yeah, Sheamus gets the yeah. win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wins the title. Uh, but that does bring us to the prop bet. Because mm-hmm. we were talking about, will there be blood? And I believe this was the exact match I said the blood would happen. And I think I said it would happen in this fashion with a busted open lip accidentally. And that's exactly how the way it went. That's correct. You predicted Riddle or Sheamus, but we knew it would be happening <laughs> in this match, and it exactly did on the very last possible <laughs> maneuver, <laughs> the, the last thing that could have made somebody yeah. bleed. Uh, that's exactly it. And this was the spot, you know, after the kind of Randy dud, after the uh, that women's tag match. Now, we're kind of on our streak. We had two great matches back-to-back. I gotta say, yeah. uh, really, yeah. what this was for uh, uh, what I liked most about this, I think this was a uh, this was a great payoff for Sheamus, who has had an amazing past six months. Um, he had the the series of matches with Drew, and he's been on television almost every single week now. Uh, he had those two. I think there was those two matches with Drew that were both like four and a half star. Yeah, fucking I think just him and Keith Lee had some good exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, sort of looking back at the past year, we've seen Drew, certainly Bailey, Roman Reigns, Sasha as being, you know, the top uh, kind of Thunderdome performers, and I think Sheamus is is every bit as good as uh, all of them over the past year, and this was his fucking moment. Yeah, you know, the U.S. title, uh, Sheamus, is, he can be perfect at carrying the, that division for a little bit, build him up as a big, strong heel, and, 
yeah, whoever you want to try and take him down, who knows? Yeah. No, it was but. it was great, and uh, now someone else is running the show. Oh, one, one <laughs> more thing I got to say here. They did the birds uh, during the entrance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they made, they made them like it. doves. Instead, uh, which I thought was a lateral move, I thought they should have gone pi- uh, like like um, parrots, like a magician. No, I thought they should have gone oh, parrots. I, I thought, if anything they else, had a magician. No, they no, because I was thinking a pirate uh, would have a parrot on his shoulder. I was thinking that. However, so there were doves for some reason, and one of the doves had a pirate hat on and an <laughs> eye patch, and then ex- extremely subtly winked at us before flying away um because of course this is uh wwe peacock right we got flying doves we have bouncing bunnies uh it's just it's just a good family affair you know no one's getting thrown or jumping off of something too tall (laughs) (laughs) no i think they should have hired a magician to release real birds during his entrance or just or we we just give up or or we just give up on the birds altogether (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. The birds are going to be here for. The they're going to yeah. They're around to stay. They are. They're going to last longer than the uh, the fight pit. <laughs> uh, let's go on to the Intercontinental Championship match here. Biggie defending against Apollo Cruz in a Nigerian drum fight. Um, and we <laughs> and uh, we had a guest performer. As uh, you know, hip hop artist Wale was there to sing the live intro for Big F- E. Former Tweet of the Week champion Wale. Oh, don't forget about that. Ah, <laughs> I, I did forget. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, you know, we didn't quite know what to expect going in, but I think you and I pretty much guessed what the match was going to be. You know, uh, no, no, yeah, no DQ <laughs> thing. Yeah, with a bunch of drums. Yeah, it, it, it would be. Side. It's the equivalent of the. Uh, they always do like the miracle on Thirty Fourth Street massacre, yeah. <laughs> or the uh, exactly. the the Thanksgiving Day whatever Chicago mm-hmm. street fight. It's all the same. <laughs> yeah, so a bunch of bongos, a uh, big gong, all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, a couple so. gongs, I think. Yeah, and you know what goes with drums? Sticks. But uh, we didn't have drumsticks. We had giant kendo sticks. Giant kendo so. sticks. So you can beat those drums <laughs> with your kendo stick. Yeah. Uh, but they were beating each other with these until they were broken. Um, and we did get a gong spot. Big E tries to hit Apollo with the gong, but he kicks it out of his hand and makes a big sound effect. We got the nice gong got sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Big E grabs the bottom of the steel steps and tries to align them with the apron to slam Apollo down onto him. But he reverses that. Uh, he lays Big E out on the steps, and he grabs the top part, and he's ready to just crush Big E in between. But luckily, he rolls away at the last second. Uh, and then Big E ends up hitting a big Uranagi that drives Apollo down onto the stairs. Uh, we get a table brought into the ring. Uh, and then Apollo puts Big E on the table. He goes for his frog, frog splash, but E avoids it. Apollo crashes through the table. Big E picks him up. He's ready to hit, the, or he does hit the big ending. But before he can make the pin, uh, Daba Kato comes running out from his raw underground uh, hiding place. And he's got this new military jacket on. I guess uh, he's part of the Nigerian army or whatever. Uh, he just hits a big Samoan spike, a big choke slam, drags Apollo onto Big E, and the ref counts to three. Apollo Cruz is your new Intercontinental Champion. And new? 
Yeah, it pretty and, much, yeah, it turns into this just kind of hardcore romp around the ring that lasted for, like, no time at all, which I thought was a yeah, little... Yeah, this was almost the shortest match. This was almost the shortest match. Yeah, we kind of got close there. Um, it's always interesting to hear... It's, it's real interesting to hear Michael Cole and Corey Graves' uh, feign ignorance as to who the massive man <laughs> uh, who enters the I mean, ring yeah, was they when they worked for name. a company that... Fe- okay, so he was on Raw less than one year ago, yet these two... Uh, announcers have no idea who he is i mean i guess that's understandable i don't think Corey graves has time to watch raw underground um so i, mean, I understand <clears throat> but yeah as soon as i couldn't i also couldn't remember his name but i knew it was around the daba k i was kind of saying yeah i was saying like <laughs> sound effects with my mind with my you know yeah. like baba you know things like that baba buoy uh, I, uh, I was like is that baba buoy uh it turned out it wasn't <laughs> it was daba kato uh, god i don't yeah. like the run-ins um, on the especially like to end a title like this. So to, so to end a title reign, having the run in with somebody who's not as uh like significant, really like not as significant of a performer. Um, yeah, you, you know, if, if it's somebody huge that kind of runs into the at the end of the match and kind of you know uh, sways that table, you're like, oh shit, this is a big deal. But just having kind of like a sub mid Carter come in. And then defeat a champion, or like you know, choke slam a champion, or whatever. You're just kind of like, eh, that's not, it's not the way I wanted this to end. Not for Big E, at least. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe this Dabakato. Maybe he'll they'll go the retribution route and just give him a new name, pretend he's someone else. Pretend, <laughs> pretend he's somebody else. At least with retribution, they had masks on, so like you know, it's conceivable <laughs> yeah. that you didn't know who they were. But yeah, uh, that could be the sh- that could be the chance. Um, God, I'm just waiting for tell Vince. He'll be like, ah, oh, no one remembers Raw Underground, anyways. <laughs> no one. Remembers. That was like six months ago, pal. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's so that's it for Big E. So let's uh, fingers crossed and hope ourselves and will our way to Money in the Bank. Yeah, or you know, this could just mean uh-huh. Big E takes another step. Towards that universal title. Well, that's why I'm Roman. saying. That's why I mean. You know, you win. Yeah. You win the money in the bank. That happens in May. Next thing you know, uh, you have that opportunity at any time. We shall see. Uh, uh they did a second quick curtain call for the Hall of Fame, so Kane could come out do his pyro. Yeah. But let's move on to the Raw Women's Championship match. You got Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley. And uh, Rhea had the live band entrance, and uh, well, she wasn't lip syncing, but I don't know if it was that great. It must be hard. It must be hard to perform at the WrestleMania stage, of course. Uh, you know, the biggest party of the year. <laughs> I don't know if you're a professional performer. I think you should be able to do it. That's a good point, but I mean, I mean, I don't know who. Well, what, did, did we catch the name of uh, whoever it was? Uh, they mentioned it, but I didn't write it down. But it's like no matter what, that was like guaranteed the like the uh, the most people they've ever played in front of. You know, there had to be a little bit of nerves. You know, you're not normally it's not every day are you playing a football stadium. Yeah, there could be some nerves in there. You know, uh, Ash Costello. That's her that's name. That's the band. Oh, that's or at the least her, the woman's name who yeah. uh, performs the song. I mean, it wasn't even the performance was that bad. I feel like the production was kind of weird. Like, at first, it sounded like you could only hear her mic and none of the, like, 
Yeah. Like her voice was too raw. You couldn't hear any of the, because uh, there's supposed to be effects on it and shit. New Year's um, Day is the name of the band. Holy shit. The, yeah. They've had like 32 members. Oh my. <laughs> one of those. One, bands, of the, eh? one of those bands. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, just a little brief thing for everybody. The the lead, the Ash Costello, the woman who sings, she's the only surviving member of this group. So I, I bet this feels like a band where it's like. It's pretty much her band. It's literally revolved around her. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this this makes sense now. But yeah, this is my brutality. Listen to it on Spotify and Apple Music. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, the match was good, though. Pretty uh, evenly fought bout here. You know, Ripley just playing more of that heelish role. Talking smack, slap it in the face. Uh, yeah, just some good back and forth action. But the craziest part of the match has to be when they're fighting outside onto the edge of the apron. And then Asuka just hits a diving DDT right to the floor. That's There's no give there. That's got to hurt. There's no give there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Asuka gets back up, gets into the ring, hits a bunch of big kicks. Uh, Rhea's just telling her to come on, give her some more. So Asuka bounces off the ropes, goes for one more big winning kick. But Rhea ducks it, hits the riptide, and gets the win to become the new Raw Women's Champ. And new. Wow. Yeah, so Well done. You know, this match had, I mean, almost no build because it wasn't the planned match, I don't think. But, uh, they, you know, we knew they could pull off a good a good show. And Ripley gets a nice title win. It's, uh, yeah, great title win. But like you said, you know, uh, maybe lacking some of the, oh, certainly lacking the emotional intensity that came with Sasha yeah. and Bianca just 24 hours before. And when you only have two women's singles matches, on, you know, and they are split between the nights, you're inherently just going to be comparing them, right? Uh, you know, this, t- this match with that emotion... Ooh, baby! This 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 would have been just bang bang <laughs> for both of these matches. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of those things, right? You know, and you can kind of see that lack of fan reaction down the stretch. I think the crowd started to get a little bit uninvested into it um, as soon as they came back. But uh, you know, this is huge for the women's division. Yeah, I mean, Oscar, she's been a good soldier. Uh, I mean, the title reign itself, there hasn't been too much. There's been a lot of times where we didn't see her on screen, but. Yep. Asuka, she's always one of the cornerstones of the division. And, of course, she'll be right there to take on Io Shirai next week. We know it's going to (laughs) happen at one point. But, Mike, you know, and this is, uh, if you can bring yourself back 16 years ago to WrestleMania 21, where John Cena beat JBL for that WWE championship, and in the same show, Batista took out Triple H uh, Mm -hmm. for that World Heavyweight Championship, you know, uh, a a real changing of the guard, as you will, this is, you know, suddenly two fresh faces on top of the women's divisions. It's suddenly anything can happen. Yeah, I like that. You know, if only we could have gone three for three and get the tag titles to change well, as well. Well, you know, you can't have them all. You can't win it all. <laughs> can't win them all, just like our prop bets, uh, because Hogan and Titus O'Neil come out one last time. <laughs> What's going on? It's just funny. Yeah, I know, because I just know, I feel like I know what you're going to say. <laughs> okay. Well, they thank all the fans. Uh, and then Bailey comes out to cut a heel promo, um, you know, and then she says, hey, I want my big pyro. So they, bunch of fireworks go off. Uh, people are starting to get excited. They're thinking, uh-oh, something big's going to happen because this is right before the main event. They're they're bringing Bailey out. 
And I had predicted ahead of time this almost same scenario where Bailey comes out and starts talking trash and gets interrupted by one Becky Lynch. And this crowd was thinking the same thing. There was some chance for Becky going on. So everyone's getting excited. And we were all just a few letters off because instead of Becky, we got Bella. The Bella twins come out. And then Bailey just insults them and says, hey, John Cena's not here. So Nikki slaps the mic from her man, says, ding dong, goodbye. And then they lay Bailey out. And the crowd was not very excited for it. And this is the closest thing that we might be able to call a return, maybe. <laughs> I know, uh, They I know. threw somebody down the ramp, maybe, of course. I thought Brock Lesnar was going to get himself involved with that WWE Championship picture, um, maybe with a show up at the end. You know, we hear that guitar screech. <laughs> uh, Were you thinking Becky here for a second? There, hey, I felt it. I felt it. If, oh, yeah. um, but if Bailey came out in like in her street clothes. If she had come out, like if there was an angle where Bailey's like, you know, she comes up to Hulk and Titus and she's ready to go and she's like, "Give me a match right now," blah blah blah. That was <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, Becky for sure. But I mean, even without the match, just a nice punch from Becky would have been one enough. punch. That's all you need. Yeah, show up, punch her out. <laughs> Go back and feed your baby. But that's a little too happy. of a com- that's a little too much of a comedy spot for Bailey to be in. At least kind of like getting tossed down the ramp by a couple people. Or she could have given her an arm breaker. An arm breaker. You know, yeah, a little something maybe. But uh, yeah, no return. So I think this bet remained unclaimed. Yeah, I mean, we could have bet on nobody. That could that's a valuable op- viable option, and we chose not to. Um. Yeah. I mean, it could. Yeah. I, I guess this one's um are on the edge of return. Uh. And let's just cut. The, let's just get to the next one, right? Most likely debut. Uh. I mean, unless we count Dabakato. Um. No. <laughs> I mean, no. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody showed up who we didn't think would have shown up. I mean, I guess uh, except for Dabakato, yeah. I guess. So uh, another bet gone. By default, <laughs> he might be the winner. An- yeah, Dabakato won that one. So another bet gone unclaimed. Yeah. But let us get to the main event of the weekend. The one we've been building up for months here. Uh, triple threat match for the Universal title. Roman Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan. And uh, right off the bat... I got to say, it seemed like Edge was the crowd favorite on this evening. Uh, you know, Brian kind of in the middle and Roman getting the most booze. So he's still heel. But yeah, Edge, I thought Brian might be the crowd favorite, but definitely seemed to be Edge. Yeah, I bet a lot of that part, too. Even though like we're supposed like it's still the same song we know him to have. It's still the same guy coming out with the same enthusiasm. So it's like if you like yeah. if you had the opportunity to cheer Edge, you probably would. Right. Uh yeah yeah, but, yeah I bet uh, there's a lot of prob- I mean, probably a lot of conflicted fans there like God I fucking hate you but you think you know me like I've never sung this before <laughs> you know you'd be uh, you'd be stoked yeah either way Roman was all booze not really any cheers which I thought he might get some no but anyways anything goes it's a triple threat match here so right off the bat Jey Uso is getting involved just super kicking everyone but uh, Edge doesn't want to deal with this shit so he just Grabs Uso, uh, gets the steel steps, and hits a big DDT to take him out for a while. And then, uh, yeah, all three men just going at it, taking turns. Usually one guy gets beat up, sits out. The other two fight. <laughs> the other guy recovers. Classic but, triple threat. Classic triple threat. Yeah. Uh, Edge and Reigns, they both go for spears at the same time, and they just bounce off each other hard. But I think that was planned, because luckily, 
uh, well, one time, that Edge and Batista did the same thing accidentally, and they just conked heads, cut each other open. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, anyways, they fight to the outside of the ring. Uh, Roman puts the steps in front of the table, so he's got some extra height. He stands on the stairs, and he power bombs Brian off the steps through the announce table. Uh, but then Edge just comes flying in from the other side, jumps off the stairs, hits a big spear. Uh, and then we get back in the ring. He puts Reigns in a crossface, and then he grabs the leg of the steel chair and just uses it, uh, puts it in Reigns' mouth for leverage. But then Brian comes running in. He puts the yes lock on the other side, so Reigns is trapped with nowhere to go. And then Edge and Brian just start headbutting each other. Uh, Brian pounds Edge down, goes for the running knee. But then Edge hits a spear. Reigns goes for a Superman punch, but Edge hits him with a spear. He goes for the pin, but at the two count, Brian yanks the ref out of the ring to save the match. So Edge is pissed off. He grabs a bunch of chairs and just starts unloading on Brian and Reigns. Multiple chair shots. Then he slides the chair under both men's skulls. And then first he hits Brian in the head with the concerto. So he's gone. And then he turns to Roman. To get him, but then Uso once again appears, attacks Edge, but he gets hit with a spear, so Edge nails him with the chair a bunch of times. But all this has distracted him long enough to allow, to allow Reigns to recover, so he hits the spear, and then he puts Edge's head under the chair, hits him with the concerto, and then drags his body on top of Brian to pin both men at the same time and get the win, retain his title. Wow. Yeah, some, uh, yeah, those concertos. That could kill a man. I mean, it could if you don't hit it exactly right. Uh, <laughs> this was great. This was great. Yeah. I think, you know, the uh, the finish, um, sort of that emphatic message that maybe we all needed, you know, that, that Roman Reigns is the guy right now. Why did we, why did we ever think that he wasn't? Why did <laughs> well, we ever think there was a chance? Uh, he piled. He was a different guy. He piled up two of the top stars, uh, you know, in the, maybe in the twilight of their careers, if so. But on 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 wrestling's biggest night, uh, the biggest star of our fucking generation, dare I say, um, <laughs> made it happen. I mean, that's about it. Could have used could have used not the USO interference at the beginning. Well, and at the end too. And uh, well, and, uh, especially especially at the end too. Especially because like fucking little Nature's there, and yeah, he watches think... Uso do it twice, and then doesn't kick him out of the match. And I'm like, and it's one of those you know kind of continuity things where I'm like, oh my god, people have been kicked out for far less. Oscar was kicked well, out. There's of the no match. rules in this match though. Oscar was kicked just out of the like... match just for being there. In a singles match, but in the triple threat, they don't have to leave the right. Rest. Okay, do people anyone. people don't get kicked out of a uh, of a triple threat match? I mean, the ref can say leave, but if he doesn't, there's nothing he can enforce. There's no, there's no. Uh, he can't ring the bell. Stop the match. That's a good point. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I mean, was... people get barred from ringside in the middle of matches all the time. Yeah, it would have been nice to you know see a ref flex that muscle every once in a while. Uh, yeah, for uh, for a WrestleMania main event, I think there should have been a little bit less shenanigans with the USO. Yeah, but the match itself was still really good, and uh, yeah, maybe not quite as good as the Brian Reigns match from the month before, but. Still a good triple threat. Not quite as long. It was only about 21 minutes as opposed to the 30 minutes they had the month before. But Yeah. Uh, well, that- yeah, big big fireworks celebration to close the show. But, yeah, 
like I guess that brings us to our final prop bet, or one of the final prop bets. Or one of the of final course, prop bets. We were the... talking uh, what would be the longest match. Uh, Mike, you and I both way overshot this. We we both thought the Universal Championship match would be the longest, but at a runtime total of 21 minutes and 40 seconds, uh, Mike, you're the closest, despite being more than nine minutes off. Uh, you guessed <laughs> it was going to be just over 32 minutes. I thought 35. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, a bit shorter, but maybe they were running low on time, uh, running down the stretch there, for all we know. No, I think this is just the way it went. In terms of other bets, we do have our most cheered. Uh, we both thought it would be Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan received a lot of cheers. Bad Bunny also received a shitload of cheering. Yeah, and I'd say Edge received, um, you know, just as much as Daniel Bryan. Let's see. Just as much as Daniel Bryan, we have uh, most pyro. I was, I, I, there was a few like they were kind of all too close together. It was hard to tell. Yeah, there was no one that stood there out. There was no, like, there was a lot of no one that stood out. Roman got all the fireworks at the end, but then Bailey got us a bunch yeah. of fireworks there yeah, too. Bailey got a big one. Daniel so. Bryan got some good ones. That one was a little more hard <laughs> to tell. Of course, you thought it was going to be the Fiend. I thought it was going to be Daniel Bryan. Uh, so I think no real winner there. Uh, total number of title <laughs> changes, Mike. We had both guest five yeah. and with a total uh, of five title changes <laughs> we were right for the first time Woo! uh we were per- we were money. like perfectly right um and that's what we got yeah uh yeah so we had some fun some of those bets uh you know we're not bookies we don't make these we're not bookies, and- certainly, but you know the categories <laughs> will kind of carry forward from last year to the following year, and yeah. uh, that's just part. Of, that's just part of all the fun. Yeah, just a fun game to play. Just a fun game to play. Well, Mike, how about we take a quick break? Yeah, let's do a little break because we're going to come back. Because of course we have some uh, Monday Night Raw, the Raw after Mania. We still have Wrestler of the Week and probably a new Tweety League champion. So stick around, <laughs> and we got all that for you. here with part two here folks wrestlemania is over the season finale of your favorite weekly episodic show is done (laughs) is done um but unlike these uh long costly productions for streaming services like amazon or netflix we don't need another another 14 to 18 months to produce a new to produce a new season all we do is just wake up the next morning and it's already happening because just like that we got we're moving on everything that happened last year is in the past and we have a whole new experience, set of experiences going forward that's right that's right so let's kick off our brand new wrestling week the only way that we know how which is of course with the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week champion this week goes to somebody who always uh, finds themselves on these titter, uh, sorry, Twitter tears, where they just, you know, they'll tweet up a storm. It's oftentimes all caps. <laughs> and what I think I love about an all caps tweet is that I really feel the emotion in which you're sending. So uh, we have a brand new tweet of the week champion for the first time. Uh, our brand new tweet of the week champion, the Iron Sheik. <laughs> Well, of course, yeah. you know, uh, he's on Twitter. 
uh, or somebody from his PR team is on Twitter, whoever it is. But uh, on Saturday, WrestleMania Saturday at 8.26, approximately 26 minutes after the show started, uh, the Iron Sheik tweets out, then, now, forever, Hulk Hogan, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sometimes it's just well, that easy. Sometimes it's just that yeah. easy. All you need yeah. to all you need to do to be champion is just say something shitty about Hulk Hogan, and that's usually that could be enough for you to win it. Good Canadian guy, Iron Sheik. Good Canadian kid, uh, <laughs> telling Hulk to go fu- tell, telling the Hulkster to go fuck himself. Uh, congratulations to the Iron Sheik. Yeah, he's never liked him either. No, or they've never liked each other. So good I, I, I bet it has him. nothing to do with. Uh, having to job out, uh, you know, way back in the day, but it has nothing to do with <laughs> losing his title to the Iron Sh- to uh, Hulk Hogan. Uh well, I think there's a lot to it. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Real okay. and fit. Real and wrestling related. Yeah. yeah. Uh but yes, Mr. Sheik, congratulations. Congratulations, Iron. Sheik, let's move on, like we said, because uh, the season has to start sometime. And although I know what you're thinking, hey, didn't season two start in October? Well, technically it did. Because, of course, you know we are keeping very, very close record to the uh, the amount of wild card rules that came about each, you know, or the brand-to-brand invitational, I believe it was last called. Uh, so that was kind of like, you know, the way the mini-season starts. But this is the way the real season starts, because it is the Raw After Mania. Let's get raw. a huge moment uh traditionally you get huge returns big pops uh (laughs) things you never thought would ever happen um all in one show of course following the showcase of the immortals the grandest stage of them all um and this and then you know and if if you're expecting surprises well then strap in because when bobby lashley kicks off the show and when he's arriving at the arena He's confronted by none other than Matt Riddle. Would you say confronted or more like, I don't know, Riddle doesn't seem confrontational. Hey, he, he uh, <laughs> walked up beside him. <laughs> yeah, he scooted on over. He's like, hey, Bobby. Today, hey, Bobby. Uh, and that's all you need, baby. Let's book the yeah. fucking match. <laughs> he shoves him. He probably hurts his scooter. So, uh, yeah. I mean, Riddle, he wants into that title picture. Um uh, we go to the arena. We are welcomed. We're back in the Thunderdome. They moved locations, but it looks the exact same. I wouldn't have known any different. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a new spot. It's a it's a place where no it's or it's like the only professional sports team that plays there is like a volleyball team or something. <laughs> I think this arena is like Rico Coliseum type size. Okay. Uh, I sort of did uh, a little bit. Yeah, of that makes way more sense than getting a whole fucking baseball field. Well, and now the baseball they need it back. So yeah, <laughs> so. no, I mean it, it makes double sense. So um, we're now at our third iteration of the Thunderdome. Uh, did you notice this one though? They put um, a little more of those like video boards up by the entrance ramp. Uh no, not really. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. But small, hey, small go. changes, but uh. Uh, well, one of the bigger changes that I noticed was uh, Tom Phillips is out. And we got Adnan Verkin. And, uh, yeah, he did pretty all right. He's got a good voice for calling stuff. I had yeah, I'd never heard of this person before. It must be tough to um, 
<clears throat> God, you know, with with so many wrestling shows to produce, uh, you know, there are kind of like a few people who are, you know, you are good at it, and you know, Jim Ross isn't coming around anymore. You don't want Jerry Lawler on TV every week because uh, that's just offensive and that's just an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, yeah. so you're gonna you're gonna find sports analysts from other kind of sports and then kind of hope that it all works out. Yeah, I think they like doing that, just grabbing guys. They're like, all Samoa right, you know how to call, th- huh? Samoa Joe's still there. Samoa, oh yeah, of course. But we're still hoping that he's coming back. It's been a while now. How long? When was his last match? Like, God, that's nearly a, two years yeah, ago. That's a real question. It's getting, no, yeah. not quite. Two. Has he fought in? Uh, has he fought in the Thunderdome? I don't think so. Okay. He might have been in like the Rumble before the Thunderdome. That's almost like the last time I could. Uh, I we have an eight-man tag on Monday Night Raw on February tenth, twenty twenty. So yeah, so just over before, a year, fourteen yeah, months, just still. before the Thunderdome. Yeah. So yeah, we miss you, Joe. But you are great on commentary. But anyways, we got this match. Bobby Lashley taking on Riddle. Um, but Bobby's not fucking around. He goes after Riddle during his entrance, knocking him off that scooter, beats him all around before this match can even properly start. So he's got the advantage. Uh, Riddle Riddle gets a little bit of moves in. He goes for the floating bro. But Bobby avoids it, gets him in the hurt lock, gets a submission win. Yeah. Uh, I guess people like watching Matt Riddle get beaten up. And that's why Vince McMahon gives it to us on a fairly regular basis. You know, it keeps him looking strong, basic kind of shit. Uh, But now Riddle finds himself in a slump. Yeah, I mean, he had that U.S. title reign, which was nice. They threw him a bone. But, uh, yeah, I feel like now he's just going to be scootering around a while, just being dopey. I mean, you know, we're, uh, we're, you know, carefully stepping around that comedy slot, you know, uh, we all remember that that Moxley Jericho interview from years past, where um, you know John Moxley describes having to carry around a uh, a plant in uh, like in a little shopping Mitch. cart or like in a yeah. like in a in a in a wagon, and looking yeah. at Vince and saying, <laughs> "I'm going to look so fucking stupid." And Vince McMahon, we all know what he says. It's good shit. Yeah, and you know shit. that he's looking at Matt Riddle <laughs> saying, you're on a scooter, you got flip-flops, it's good shit. Uh, it's not. Well, I feel like well, some of it's Riddle's idea as well. Like, the flip-flops are definitely Riddle. Okay, the flip-flops, yeah, certainly. But, you know, having him scoot around and lose, that might even be, Well, the losing, I don't like. The scooter, <laughs> I feel like the scooter might even be Riddle's idea. I wonder. Like, maybe he was just brought it backstage one day, and they're like, hey, you should ride that on camera. He's like, oh, okay, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. Either way, uh, yeah, they're yeah, they're they're gonna continue booking Riddle like this. However, Vince sees the typical stoner, but Vince does see something in him. He puts him on TV every week. I mean, and we can say this, you know, and that he's getting that Baron Corbin treatment. Maybe he's on TV every week, and he's in well, front of our face. Get, let's not insult the man here. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, Vince sees something in him. I know. Well, yeah, I so we, uh, I see a future world champion in Riddle if you want to really get behind him. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, but then Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin come down to the ring for tag action. But we don't know who it's going to be against. But uh, like you said, it's Raw after Mania. It's time for return surprises. We get our first surprise of the night. The Viking Raiders are back. So good to see. It's been over seven months since Ivar had that scary little spinal injury there mm-hmm. so you know they're one of the teams that you know they're unique they're huge guys that can go 
uh, yeah, Ivar gets the hot tag, starts running wild, hitting a bunch of his big moves, doing his cartwheels, showing he's perfectly fine. Him and Eric, they hit the Viking experience to get the win. So a nice little return there. And you would never know that these two people were just the Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, you know, <clears throat> they got a lot of offense in there, you know, before Ivar kind of went on this rage. But, uh, you know, the former members of the Hurt Business don't seem like they're going to get an opportunity <clears throat> back in the club anytime soon. Yeah, I don't know what their what their direction is from here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess your second surprise of the evening. We didn't know if she was going to be here. Your queen, Charlotte Flair, comes out to cut a promo. And, uh, yeah, you know, she talks about not being at WrestleMania. She says she was not welcomed there. But it wasn't even her fault that she missed WrestleMania. It was things that she couldn't control, you know, which we kind of learned the, the real story outside of. But anyways, it's unacceptable. Uh, she even mentions, like, you think it's my fault Oscar needed a tag partner and my dad showing up acting a fool, Lacey Evans getting pregnant, all this shit. None of these things are my fault. I even tried to challenge Oscar on Raw, but she didn't respond. And the opportunist Rhea Ripley challenged her and she accepted. A new champion was crowned. A star was born. And, uh, yeah, she just talks, like, don't act like every girl in the locker room wasn't jumping up and down, happy that I wasn't going to be on WrestleMania. But she calls Ripley the biggest snake in the locker room. And karma's a bitch. I'm that bitch. I don't steal opportunities. I am the opportunity. All that stuff. Putting herself over. Insulting the fans. Uh, just saying, I create the opportunities. I'm Charlotte Flair. 13 times champ. Uh, anyways, I get nothing in return from you guys. So enjoy your title match that I should have been in. She was doing what she does best. Honestly, the non-baby face Charlotte is where we need yeah, to be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's, they try to, she's yeah. just as arrogant as her father was. And uh, every time she gets the opportunity for that arrogant heel promo, she crushes it. And this was just that again. Yeah, no, I much prefer her in the heel role. That's of for sure. Of course, of <laughs> course. But, uh, I mean, they're putting Rhea Ripley kind of on this heelish route. So, I don't know, kind of having them clash. It's like, who, who do they, I don't know. I mean, you can cheer for whoever, whoever you want. <laughs> yeah, well, and that was a weird. That was a weird thing, kind of in that Rhea Oscar match, uh, not the one that happened tonight that we're about to see, but the one that happened on the Sunday. It was like, oh, I don't know who's who in this. Like, no way, Oscar's yeah. a heel. Like, yeah. no, it's almost kind of like you're doing the reverse. It's not who's the baby face. It's like, okay, <laughs> who's not the heel? Yeah, uh, it's because like they don't necessarily want you to boo Rhea because she got the big title win and all that. But, but you nobody nobody is going to boo Asuka. Hell, not even yeah. that many people are ready for her. <laughs> exactly. But uh Rhea's one of them. She was ready. So I hope Asuka's ready for this championship rematch we're getting right now. And uh yeah, they just kind of picked up where they left off. Some good back and forth. Uh one kind of weird little botch moment when Rhea picks up Asuka, or I don't know, they tried to reverse into a crucifix, just kind of landed awkward. But yeah. Doesn't matter. A little slippery. Slippery was... in there in that Thunderdome. <laughs> I mean, better to botch on Raw than Mania, right? Amen. Amen. So they fight out onto the apron. Uh, I was thought, oh, they're going to do that same spot with the big DDT, but instead they did it to the apron. So change it up. It's still cool. Mm hmm. But uh, Asuka goes to follow up, and then Charlotte Flair shoves her from behind, causing the DQ, ruining the match. 
But uh, yeah. And then she just beats both women up and she looked like Riddle here with her bare feet. I know. she. Just, I, I wasn't sure if she took off her shoes or her shoes fell off. Maybe she was wearing heels. Yeah. I don't know. But she had bare feet and she was just, yeah. she just left the competition lying. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of, you know, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a woman wrestle in bare feet. Just, it doesn't, who always, knows? This could be a new, uh, you know, new, new gimmick Charlotte for all we know. Yeah. And she did. She had her, as she was walking up the ramp, she was carrying her heels like a woman coming from, coming from the club at two in the morning. <laughs> and it's and it's exactly that. Oscar, um, you know, she she does she she avoids the clean loss. Charlotte gets put right back into the title picture. I mean, this is exactly what you need, right? Yeah, I mean, we can go triple threat because uh, we they announced next pay per view is WrestleMania Backlash. Not so just added, Backlash. Yeah, we've had Backlash before. Backlash. So I guess trying to milk one extra little buy rate out of the WrestleMania name. And uh, I mean, usually Backlash is kind of the follow up and you have some rematches and some some things here and there. But uh, yeah, probably triple threat at Backlash. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Three. Sound, makes sense to me. Why not? Uh, but what probably something that I don't know if you make much sense of. We go to Alexis Playground. Uh, she's talking about WrestleMania and why she did what she did. This kind of tells her story of being a lost soul. The fiend took her in and nurtured her and taught her things, but then she realized she never needed them. She never needed the darkness. She could do it all on her all on her own. And she finally unlocks something truly evil. And then she says, Meet my friend Lily. As uh, the camera pans over to this little doll just on the swing behind her. Uh, and then the doll does like a little 3D thing on the camera, like Rah! I don't know. Right, because we're back to, you know, the fans aren't there, so we can play a little bit with the scene or the set. Yeah. So this doll, I mean, it was basically like an Alexa with like a fucked up face. So maybe that's what her transformation, that'll be her version of the Fiend when she finally hits this Lily character, comes out Mm -hmm. as Lily. But, uh, yeah, no liquid this time. No liquid this time. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, this this whole thing is turning. I, they're losing control of this. They're losing control of this now. <laughs> At this point, I think just split. I mean, they are. Seems like they're splitting them. Alexa's in her own world. For some arbitrary uh, reason, they're splitting something that I. I'll be honest. I didn't want it in the first place. I didn't want Alexa Bliss teaming up with the Fiend. You know how I feel about women teaming up with the men while themselves avoiding competition. Like I want to see Alexa Bliss on WrestleMania for the title. I don't want to see yeah. Alexa Bliss sitting on top, like fucking spinning a giant jack in the box. Y- you know, it's like it's like that. It's like that kind of shit. That's you know, I'm always gonna kind of think. I think lead to feel that way. So now I guess we get fee. I guess we get Firefly Bray Part Two, but it's Alexa Bliss instead. It's like the all female reboot of the Ghostbusters. Um, do the exact same thing but we'll change it up except except instead of Randy Orton it's going to be fucking Nikki Cross or instead of Randy Orton it's going to be this person or this person or maybe Alexa will go through you know she'll spend the next month and a half taking out Lita, Trish Stratus uh, Molly Holly (laughs) all these (laughs) other veterans uh, from the women's division I don't know I just want my Bray Wyatt back or uh, I want my Fiend back yeah. Or I want to be brought back to SummerSlam 2019 when I saw something that I've never seen again since. 
and I never saw before, <laughs> and it's dwindling that I will ever feel that emotion ever again. Uh, have you ever seen the motion picture The Cell? Uh, the Cell, no. I've seen a yeah. movie called Cell, but I think it's a different one. Uh, no, this one has like Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Lopez. Okay, what happens? In a horror movie of all movies. It just kind of reminds me. Of, it's all, I can't even describe it. It's all fucked up, but it's good. Okay. They like have this power to go into people's dreams, and uh, then they start seeing some really fucked up shit, and J-Lo gets converted into like this evil thing that's basically Alexa Bliss. But if you haven't seen it, none of these references. <laughs> Check out The Cell on Netflix. It's a good flick. Very underrated horror <laughs> flick. Apparently so. Uh, it's a bit of a mind fuck. You'll be like, whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Miz and Morrison come out for Miz TV. And they bring out their guest, the lovely Maurice, who we haven't seen in a while here. Um, well, I guess you can see her if you watch Miz and Mrs., which they're here to hype. Which I hope you're watching of. Miz and Mrs. every uh, Tuesday night on <laughs> USA Network. Yeah, I have not seen it, but uh, they just go over the match that happened with Bunny and Priest. So Damien comes out, gives his two cents, puts over the Bunny for busting his ass and proving he belongs. But uh, Miz gets all pissy and... Challenges him to a match. Morrison says, hey, I was going to do that. Maurice says, guys, you can both do that. So Priest says, fine, let's do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, handicap match. Priest, Mismo. Uh, Miz and Morrison still dressed in their suits. So kind of a disadvantage there, but they got the numbers advantage. Uh, including Maurice, who's on the outside, mm -hmm. causing distractions and cheats. So she distracts Priest. Miz rolls him up from behind. Puts his feet on the ropes and gets a three count. So just like that, Priest has his first loss on the main roster. Uh, By a wanted... man with his pants around his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whoops. <Depending>. Thud. <laughs> Whack. You know what? Um, So the Miz TV segment, you know, it, it felt like an extended promo for the television show. So if you don't care to watch the television show, you're not going to care about the entire Miz TV segment. So mm -hmm. I was kind of out of the loop. But to be fair, that's most Miz TV segments. I mean, that's I a good point. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah, why would we, like, I think what people would draw people to the Raw after Mania is the, 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 the wonder of something new happening. Uh, and just, you know, we're kind of, this was our third, no, second, second match thus far that was involved the exact same people that we had just seen the night before. Yeah. Uh, you know, of course, Asuka and Ray Ripley, they had the little Charlotte blip in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, doesn't it feel so weird? Like we could have taken Damian Priest after this massive, possibly, you know, one of the better matches on Mania on the Mania card. We could have taken him, done something real cool with him. Uh, but yeah. we have him lose in a comedy segment against the same people he just beat. Ah, it's so bizarre. Yeah. No, none of this. <laughs> none of this need to happen. I mean. The only thing I liked was seeing Maurice. Just that's about it. Yeah, so she could be back, you know, to WWE television. You know, it's always nice to see, uh, you know, just more bodies in that women's division of any kind. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we've seen a lot of Miz and Morrison. They're getting a little repetitive. She can kind of freshen up the act a bit with whatever she has. Exactly. <laughs> um, you just said it. We are talking. Well, I guess these guys didn't actually fight each other at WrestleMania. They were both on separate matches, but. We got women's tag action. Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke taking on Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, 
This match was booked because backstage they were watching footage of Mandy slipping and falling and Nia was laughing at her. So they fought each other. Uh, <laughs> but then as Nia makes her way down to the ring, she, she trips on the ropes and stumbles. So now Mandy and Dana are the ones laughing. This kind of angers the giant. and She comes out strong, beating them up, but then Mandy has a big comeback. Nia tries to get back in the ring, but once again, she slips. Uh, she didn't fall in her hole, though. She just <laughs> slipped. So they're pointing. They're laughing. Nia's just pissed off now. and uh, Mandy and Dana just walk out. Walk up the ramp. Say, it's not worth it. The ref counts to 10. They lose the match. So it wasn't for the titles, but I don't think it's ever worth it to just throw away a match like that. Bizarre. Especially as, I mean, they're alleged baby faces, right? Yeah, that's a heel move, I think. Uh, we knew that the Mandy Rose slip-up would be referenced in some way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I got to give a kudos to Nia Jax for the amount of stuff that we, or the amount of, you know, kind of negativity that we do talk about. She's good at this. Yeah, um, that second slip-up looked really the good. The second slip-up looked great. Like, almost. off the apron to the floor. And, like, she's great. <laughs> you know, she, she really will kind of put her face into... She really sells a lot of these kind of silly, goofy things. But, uh... Exactly, right? Like, and we had just said, what Anaya and Shayna do next, and then literally their next, then the next thing, they walk out. Like, it's just, it, okay, if Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke somehow earn a title shot out of all this nonsense, it will <laughs> confirm to me that WWE has given up on good storylines for the women's tag division. Yeah. If that is if I, I, I'm writing it down, if Mandy Rose and Shayna Brooke get a title shot, I've I'm giving up on this belt. <laughs> I can't. Uh, what they should have done, they should have had them go to I don't know, act like they were gonna leave, and then they go to come back in, but then Mandy slips again, and then they could have lost that. One. Boom! So there you go. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, like a cocky baby face, you don't see it. Yeah. Boom! Uh, great. Anyways, yeah. But uh, I have a feeling that they just might get that title shot <laughs> sooner or later. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if they win a match to earn it, that's okay, right? No, because that's still... If they win that, next that, week, would, that would still have been something that was, like, booked. Like, they were booked to win a gauntlet for the opportunity. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> so there's no chance for them to ever have a they title They can't. At least, not against, at least not against Shayna and Nia. It's going to have to be against another team. They so if they those. went on a 20-match win streak, that's not enough? Not enough. Okay. Sorry, Dana. Well, we'll talk Sorry. about it. If we get to five wins straight, we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. I know I'm saying things like, hey, what if? What ifs? Yeah. Uh, MVPs in the ring to cut a promo on behalf of the Heart Business, who are still together. I mean, it did start as a two-man group, so they're the OGs. Yeah. Uh, he puts over Drew. says, you know, he was a warrior, but uh, he was second place. Took too much damage. So McIntyre comes out to interrupt. He's not happy with MVP because, you know, he yelled at him. He distracted him last night. <laughs> he didn't even have to use the cane. <laughs> but uh, Drew says, go ahead. Build up the Almighty One. And uh, one of these days I'll get my rematch and I'll knock him down to reclaim the title. But MVP says, yeah, but you go back to the line first. And then Braun Strowman comes out and says, yeah, I agree. Back in the line, Drew. He wants a shot. But then Randy Orton comes out. He says, yeah, I want my shot. So we got to get some control here. Adam Pierce comes out and says, guys, all right. The three of you will compete. Triple threat tonight. Winner faces Lashley at WrestleMania Backlash for the title. 
Okay, <laughs> you know the classic. Uh, you know we need to get we need to we have this backlash coming up in a week in a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the classic. Let's book the match already, so we have a month to do nothing with it. Uh, love this. <laughs> I love this, which we do all the time. We do this all the time. The Rand, Randy Orton seems to be very okay with leaving the fiend alone. Uh, yeah, I think he wants to get the fuck away from dealing with that shit. Um, but we'll find out who's getting the title shot later. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Elias and Jackson Riker in the ring, talking about Shane McMahon's bravery in the cage match. And then Elias goes to play his guitar. But every single time, uh, trombone just keeps interrupting him. So it's the new day. They come out. They exchange insults. You know where this is going. Tag team match. Let's go into a match, baby. <laughs> yeah, the match was fine. Nothing too uh, crazy. Eventually, New Day hit their day break on Elias to get the win. Uh, I think that was that. And then <laughs> we just go to the next segment, which is the Firefly Funhouse. All the puppets, they're hanging out. And they announce the return of Bray Wyatt, who comes in through the front door, all excited to be back with his real friends. And Abby's like, yeah, calls that Alexa a little bitch. Bray says he's reborn and he will heal us all. And then he just starts going into this like televangelist preacher voice. Just like be gone and blessing all the puppets. So, uh, yeah, he hypes up the return of the funhouse. Bigger, badder, stronger. Uh, I guess so we can compete with Alexa Bliss's funhouse. Uh, maybe this is the match. Bliss versus Bliss, Bray. Bray. <laughs> or no, Lily. Lily versus Bray. Lily versus Bray. Uh yeah. All a little all a little bizarre. Um But does this does this mean a retooling of the funhouse set? Are they gonna come back and next week something's different? Yeah, who knows? Something could be a I little bit know. different. Maybe uh you know, maybe something that's conducive to just being in the middle of the ring more or like kind of at the top of the ramp instead of being completely pre filmed. Since we're already since we're already playing the little Thunderdome nonsense, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> That's all we could say about these. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but let's go to the main event: Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Braun Strowman, Triple Threat for that title opportunity. Uh, yeah, during the match, Braun Strowman went for his run around the outside of the ring. And thankfully, there was no train noise. Yeah, we so. skipped over that from actual Mania night. Thank God there was no train noise. Yeah, no train noise. And uh, Drew stops him right in his tracks with the steel steps. And then uh, Orton slams Drew on the announce table. And Braun grabs the stairs, starts smacking guys in the heads with that. So eventually, Randy recovers, hits the big DDT on Braun, goes for the RKO. Or he hits the RKO, goes for the pin on Braun. But then Drew runs in and Claymore's Orton right in the head to break up the pin. And then he covers Orton to get the three. Win the match. Earning a title shot at WrestleMania Backlash. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we just did it. We just did uh, it. <laughs> I mean, like you said, now we're going to have a month of, I, I don't know how they build it. We just did it. We do this. We do this all the time, though. We book way too. We book matches way too far in advance, and then shit gets stale. Yeah, this you could have easily waited another like two or three weeks to book this. So ba- backlash know. is on May sixteenth. So it's uh, 
you know, a little over a Just month. Just over a month. It's the yeah, third. So. It's the uh, you know, it's the thirteenth now. We have. Yeah, you could have gone two weeks without doing this. Yeah, we like. have four Monday Night Raws to get through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, McIntyre gets the win, but as he celebrates, T-Bar and Mace attack him from behind and hit a big, massive double choke slam on Drew. Uh, but this isn't retribution because as they turn around at the top of the ramp, MVP is looking on. So do the Hurt Business have some new recruits? Wasn't there a uh-huh. whole thing when the Hurt Business and Retribution were fighting each other? Didn't that happen for a couple months? Yeah. Okay. But that's the same way that uh, Cedric Alexander got put into the group. They beat the shit out of him. Yeah, they kept... Oh, my God. It's almost like they're testing you. you know? Okay, they test you by beating the shit out of you. Yeah. It's like a big thug. He'll pick you up and be like, <laughs> hey, you gotta go kill someone if you want to join. Which him. is weird, you know, because the, um, the, the masks and predator-like hair really doesn't line up well with the uh, wearing fancy suits. Well, here's what I'm hoping. So this was just the introduction, the tease... Then next week they come out together. No more masks. We got Dijakovic. We got Dio Madden with MVP. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. And then there's just then we never. There's no more retribution ever again. Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> They're now part of the hurt business, and they can be the yeah go from they can be the tag team. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's a good idea. I mean we we asked ourselves when T Bar and Mace and old Slappity Jack would get those uh, <laughs> would get those masks off, and it could be sooner rather than later. I hope so. Poor Mia Yim's just a fucking a year without a match, and she hasn't even been sick or anything. There's no reason. Just just wait. Don't book her. Just waiting there yeah. for something to happen. <laughs> but that was it. That was your Raw after. That was our Raw after Mania. Um, God, this felt like a week episode of Raw, even on a non post Mania night. But especially for the one right after. Uh, yeah, a fine way to end the show. We had um, Return of the Viking Raiders, but yeah, nothing that, that really... nothing, I don't know, a weird countout, another DQ, yeah. like nothing that really like, wow. No, it did not feel like a special episode. Uh, yeah, the only return, the Viking Raiders, which was nice. Uh, the Charlotte promo, that was nice for her. And then the tease at the end with uh, Retribution. But yeah, other than that, that was, that was all I got out of that. You know, don't care much about the Backlash rebook, mm-hmm. like you said. Bizarre. Uh, yeah. Bizarre. But there you have it. That was the Raw After Mania. We'll still have our SmackDown After Mania probably on our next show. Uh, well, then let's get and we've to... And we've got a NXT fallout as well. Yeah. From last week's takeover. I mean, that's happening later today. That'll be good. And of course. Oh, well, That'll of be... course. It's NXT. So, of course, it's going to be good. I, Oh, yeah. I almost forgot tonight's NXT. Yeah. We're, 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 the Wednesday Night Wars are over. We have NXT... Tonight we'll have uh, AW. We're gonna the next see night. Frankie, Frankie Monet, and the puppy. The puppy is coming. The puppy's I making so. its appearance. Uh, <laughs> let us round off the show, shall we? Then with the wrestler of the week. With the wrestler of the week, of the week, wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week, the wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. This one, surprisingly, I found to be very difficult, uh, despite their, you know, being two nights of Wrestle, like, fucking two nights of WrestleMania. Um, 
it was so hard to say, it was so hard to actually kind of pick just one um you know what was i don't even know what my favorite match was you know you got to give a big kudos to cesaro you know kind of finally got his big win which is a big moment kevin owens and Sami Zayn, of course tore the house down uh daniel bryan didn't quite get that win uh which is why we're giving our wrestler of the week at least i am to roman reigns the tribal chief um mainly because he he is so clearly in charge right now uh he's the head of the table He's the head of the table. He's been holding on to that Universal Championship for over over 225 days now. Uh, You know, he's creeping on, uh, you know, that's Brock Lesnar levels. (laughs) We're trying to get to those Lesnar, that 600, 500 some odd days that he held this belt belt for. And at this rate, he could. And I mean, that could be uh, your match you go to, a babyface Brock Lesnar challenging Roman Reigns. Imagine that. Woof. Right? Who would have saw that? (laughs) Who would have had that on their poker card? Roman Reigns, you're the uh, wrestler of the week. Roman Reigns. Yeah, he was one man from about, you know, about four matches or so that really stood out on WrestleMania weekend. Two on both nights. Pretty much the same ones you just mentioned there. Uh, but you know, when it comes to close calls, a lot of the times I give the edge to those, those emotional moments, those big title wins. And on the weekend, there was none bigger than Bianca Belair setting history, winning the main event of WrestleMania night one and winning the title in the process. That's what she does. Yeah. That's what she, uh, just a great match. Yeah, just a great match overall. You know, sort of the way that we, the way that things are sort of situated right now, um, and with the jury kind of still being out a little bit on Rhea Ripley, there's a chance Bianca Belair is our only babyface champion. Yeah, um, I mean, of course, Bobby uh, Lashley got the win. AJ Styles and Omos. We have uh, Nia and Shayna, Sheamus, Apollo I mean, Cruz, Roman. Yeah, night two only had two babyfaces win the whole show. The whole show. Or, wait, I, yeah, Kevin Owens. No, only one. Kevin Owens. He was the only one. Uh, yeah, be, the fiend was the baby face, and I only say that because Randy Orton burned him alive, which feels like a <laughs> heel move. And then Randy Orton won, so he's the heel. So yeah, Owens is the only baby. Oh, face the only for on sure show. baby face because yeah, Rhea Ripley was yeah. so on the fence there. Yeah, but uh, you know that's the way she goes. Uh, but overall, for the most part, WrestleMania was pretty pretty solid. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was another great show. Uh, really, just can't wait for fans to get back to normal pay per views, or at least the normal week. Because yeah, going from that Mania stage back to the Thunderdome, I re- you really noticed it. Yeah, really noticed the difference uh, in the in the cheering. Right, they can control the cheers here. They can't control the cheers in the uh, like. We should be <laughs> booing Randy. <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens. Yeah, but, but I think. Uh... Probably a safe bet that we'll see fans back for SummerSlam at the very least. Yeah, fingers crossed. I can see that happening too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was it. That was all the time we had for the show. The big WrestleMania 37 review. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, the podcast is everywhere, so you're going to want to check it out because next week, of course, we shall have more fallouts from all the other shows. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to get... I don't know. We're going to figure out what track we're on. This whole wrestling week has been changed by the moving of nxt but yeah we're gonna find a new schedule but don't worry as soon as we do the podcast will be uploaded on your podcast feed okay that's all the time we have mike you take care of yourself all right uh matey (laughs) okay bye bye